Welcome to the Nooner Podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm a host. My name is Marty. I'm a host. I'm, my name is John. I'm Des here. <laughs> You're a host. You're as much a host as anybody. Oh, thank you. Okay, that's enough. Host lives matter. Uh, okay, there's men talking right now, so please. Yes. Oh, Dad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I interrupted the white man. <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh, like, like, it's like, it's like a, who's gonna, it's a, uh, uh, whatever off, a, uh, uh, you and I against her, but then the two of you as whatever. Oh, you're right, right, right. Oh, white me. privilege. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Whose privilege is gonna win out here? Guys. Uh, hopefully it will be my, what? Uh, I will, uh, oh, I forgot to say my name. It's Giselle. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Uh, how do you spell Giselle? G-I-S-E-L-E. And do you know something? Yeah. No. This is the really interesting part. There's only one L. It's a, it's a beautiful what? name. What? Yeah. Even on the website? Yeah. And the Twitter name, too? Uh, Podcast.thatgiselleshow.com. But or seven T's on the net. <laughs> That's the surprise. But, uh, yeah, people email me and they're throwing in the extra L. Or they're the thinking Z. of the French name. Yeah. Giselle. Ooh. But mine is the German Gisela. Just one. Gisela. Uh, right. Well, um, who, was that, who was that model that was like Leonardo DiCaprio? Gisela Bunchen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the same name. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're related by name. <laughs> <laughs> both, you both had sex with, uh, um, whoever I one just of said. Us only in our mind. Uh, and that was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Uh, I can't keep up with that uh, kind of thing. He's just looking at himself in the mirror the whole time. and you know, Acting. Acting. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to do a scene. <laughs> I'm really committed to what I'm doing right now. If you right happen now. to stumble on us, we are a somewhat, <laughs> sometimes comedic podcast, but mostly just a conversation between people who don't, you really pay attention to what I'm saying. He's going, Mama, where did you go, Mama? I love you, Mama. Don't die. Like, Leonardo, what, what are you doing? I'm doing a scene where my mother is dying. I, I got to tell you, Leonardo, the Gilbert Grape character, I, I think maybe I've had enough of that one now. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you want? You want an angry garbage man? <laughs> he, could, the- he could go at any time, you know. <laughs> um, hey, don't put that in the trash, man. <laughs> Get get those pillows out of the trash. There really was a movie about garbage men. Didn't Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen did. What was it called? It was called uh, Men at Work. Men at Work, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. It's a garbage oh man movie. You know, uh, that Emilio Estevez, very short. Didn't it die? So, it, so is his brother. Oh, really? And so are their dad. Oh. So is their dad. Mm. I love Martin Sheen. He's great. He was he was pushing a shopping cart in Portland one time in front of me, <laughs> like in front of my car, and that, he was actually he was actually sort of riding on the shopping. He was pushing it through the parking lot and it was going downhill a little. Mr. President, Mr. President, and he I'm trying to think if he was he must have already been the president by then, but uh, he was sort of riding the shopping cart through the parking lot, and I thought that's kind of nice. That's got to be frustrating to be um, to be Charlie Sheen's father and be such a cool guy. <laughs> 
you know. I was wondering the same like, hey, thing. Don't, what did you think? I'm telling you, Charlie Sheen was absolutely lovely. When I worked with him, he could not have been nicer. Did he give you a hors d'oeuvre? Did he like pass the train and say, "Would you like an hors d'oeuvre?" He did, yeah. And See, he, yeah, well, that's all. Is that all it takes to be nice in this world? Just yeah. passing hors d'oeuvres? You should try. Well, it. Uh, what do you think these snacks are here for? Thank you, Shmugal. <laughs> <laughs> These snacks um, that you steal from work? Shush. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Steal is such a strong it's such a, that's, a, that's a big word. word. That's a great big word for a little guy, huh? Coco don't even know that word. <laughs> Guys, if you didn't listen to last week's show, you really should. It was a fantastic discussion. We had um, um, John's friend, uh, actor. And buddy stuntman. So Stand. Buddy So Stand. And He's your buddy. He is my buddy. That's you know what uh, the kids had a uh, or when Eamon was younger he had a, a, a friend whose mom's name was Hi H Y E Korean I believe but who can keep track of these people and uh, and and so it was just interesting to always what do you say when you see her Hi Hi you know Hello Hi I I would every time I saw her I was conscious about saying Hello Hi or you say Sup Sup Hi No, no. Just sup. say her name Sup. What was her, Sup, Mom? That was her last name. Yeah. Her, her name is Hi Sup. Hi Funny. Her last name is Sup. Yeah. Because she's... Sup, Sup. Hi Sup. Hi Sup. Hi Sup. Sup. So, to give you some background, uh, I actually do prepare a little bit for the show. You prepare a lot. What have with you more than I do. I have no idea... You know who, what the Merps might bring in, or who they might bring in. So I had spoken uh, to Bunny on the phone about something else. He wanted some advice on something, and, and I'd ne- not met him before. But it was only when he rang the doorbell that I I realized that Buddy was black. And and yeah, and that doesn't mean anything of value except I thought, oh, what a great time for Buddy to be on the show because I was planning to talk about Black Lives Matter and then segue into police reform. And it, and I thought, oh, you know, Buddy was going to have some opinions about this. And I was surprised that he was more interested in, in reforming the black community than, than the police. Not that he was against for reforming the police, but we went back and forth and we basically agreed with each other about many things, but we disagreed on where the focus of reform should be. And it was really fun. And, and, you know, he brought in insights I hadn't fully appreciated. And unlike most, like, you know, uh, very sharp debates on race. It was very reasoned and thoughtful. And and did Buddy have a good time? I mean, he had a wonderful time. Yeah, he thought everybody was sharp and treated him well. And he and I think uh, you've created a monster. I think he's going to have his own podcast now. Wow, um, yeah. that's uh, he should have his own podcast, yeah. and we'll we'll have him back if he if he'll come. You know you've created should, a monster. His podcast should be about about uh, because he's a stuntman. Yeah. He should just do stunts on the podcast, and he can say he's doing amazing things. <laughs> well, like he can go, oh, 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 I just did oh, it. It is weird. There is roll it, in the it is weird that he wears back pads and, and harnesses everywhere he goes. Like, well, you never know. You never, never know. know when people yeah. are going to attack you. For, right. Yeah. And does he always have to look like, uh, you know, um, what's the guy's name? Um, Emilio Estevez. Yeah, because yeah. he doubles work. for Emilio Estevez. <laughs> he doubled for him in Men at Work. But he had like, to do it on his knees because Emilio <laughs> Estevez is tiny. Yes, and he's of normal height. Uh, but it was uh, a great conversation, and it brought out a lot of opinions from listeners of color, um, or just all listeners, actually. Uh, people tweeted in. Uh, Chris Miller was like, you know, don't let him gang up on you. 
Uh, but he didn't. I don't think he did. I think he just brought a different perspective. And, and it was. How could one guy gang up on. Because one guy because, gang up on one guy? Because Buddy is fucking. He's a badass. Yeah. Know? So. Why? Because he's black? I, 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 wow. But, is that what you're saying? What are you saying? It's so fraught. Yeah. It really is. But you make it fraught. No, I don't. I didn't do that. Just, it, it, just then. I'm able to make it fraught because it is fraught. I'm able to call attention to it and then it's fraught. But just it because already Marty said he was a badass, you say, why? Because he's black? Yeah. That, that was making it fraught. Marty mm. just said he was a badass because he is. Mm. Because of who he is as a person. Oh, okay. I dream of a day. So why is he a badass? He can be judged oh. on our badassery. Well, that's an interesting thing because uh, yeah, that's that's exactly right. The content of our character. It, it'll, it'll be a nice day when we can be judged on the content of our character. Have I agree I heard with that. that. Yeah, I don't know. It's Coco. A, I should. Coco said that. I should tweet that. No. Anyway, yeah, I think he's a badass too. Um, but I think everybody is a badass. Well, he, he is. He's a, he's a terrific father and uh, a wonderful friend and incredibly literate. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna say it. What? You're gonna say it, aren't you? What am I gonna say? Oh, he's he's well uh, oh, he's well spoken. Yeah, and he's very he's very well spoken. You know, a a credit to his race. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, normally I I we sort of wait till later in the show to get into email, but I wanted to start off just because I I don't think we I wanted to give uh, people a chance to respond um, as opposed to going into a new uh, subject. So, Ricky, our friend in I think he lives in Florida. Uh, he said, um, first off, I would like to take uh, you, Mar- or to thank you, Marty, for standing up for the black community. You spoke so well and so much more composure than I ever could, especially with. Now, he he says, uh, I, well, I'm going to disagree with him, but he says, especially with that Uncle Tom guest you had. Oh, now how about that? Yeah, how about that? Huh? I really do appreciate. So is, all I you tell you doing, what, just FYI, FYI, as soon as somebody says Uncle Tom, I don't give a fuck what they have to say after that. As soon as somebody calls no, somebody Uncle. Down. I don't care. No, that's shutting down. That's what that's what Uncle Tom does. It shuts you down. It says your opinions don't matter. You are just saying spouting someone else's opinion. So as soon as he's, by the way, as soon as you say call somebody an Uncle, no, it'd be like it, it's it's racist. As soon as you call someone Uncle Tom, I don't care what you have to say after that. Okay, I hear you. Okay, I hear you say that. As yeah, you, that is a big trigger. It shut everything down. Yeah. What I'm saying... And I hope he stops listening. And I hope whoever this no, no. guy is that's listening... Right. No, Ricky is a very faithful John, listener. Ricky, yeah, Ricky is, Ricky John, is an I asshole. John, no. I want to say something. Yeah. Let me have a chance. Sure. Okay, do it in the mic, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got the tweet that my mic was hot. Oh. So oh. that was why no, okay. I was pulled back. But this is what I want to say. Yeah, it, it anger when, when he say, Oh, you're just an Uncle Tom. It's a shortcut and it's racist and... It shut down the conversation. But then we have the opportunity to invite that person to keep coming along and invite them into a broader conversation by not take the bait of that word. That's all I'm saying. You don't have yeah, to. I'm just saying that's my point. Think, of view. I, you, don't get I, shut down about that word. I t- invite I try and, them to keep in the conversation. No. I and hear you, what you're saying. You know, and I, as just, young, I just don't like to suffer fools. And someone who calls somebody Uncle Tom is a fool. You're going to okay. have a hard time in life if you can suffer fools because there's a lot of There's a lot of fools, yeah. included. myself included. Exactly. And, you know, it is a, a very, uh, very passionate subject. And, and that's what, you know, Ricky was saying as a young black man, man to hear uh, somebody 
the one black voice we've had in a long, long time on this show say something uh, that broadcasts something and, and ideas that you don't agree with and, and that you think it go against your community, it, it's, it, it can be very um, frustrating. And so, you know, I don't think his choice of words was great here, but it says something about how hot this topic is. Well, does it say something? I mean, you don't like his choice of words, but do you like the sentiment? Uh, no, I, th- I don't think he's right about the sentiment either, but I think that he's entitled to his... Uh, his sure. feelings. And, sure, yes. Yeah. And, and I'm entitled to say he's a punk, you know, okay. and he can shut up. Well, okay. You know, whatever. And I don't really care what he had. Once he says Uncle Tom, just like if he had said some other racist term, if he had, you know, said whatever, as soon as he, as soon as you start spouting racism, you're, you are not having a conversation anymore. You're a bully. This is what I and, say. And as soon as you're, as soon as you're a racist, I don't care what you have okay. to say. Yeah, I heard, I heard you. Yeah. Okay. Cause, uh, but this is, it's kind of like that saying, an eye for an eye and pretty soon the whole world is blind. If you go, uh, earplug for earplug, then the whole world is deaf and no one is talking. Right. So if uh, a conversation stop for conversation stop, then no one is talking. So, and that's all I say. Just see if you can, even if somebody throw out something you really disagree with, see if you can keep keep in conversation with them, not take the bait. Still see them as a human being who who you disagree with strongly, but they're still human. That's true. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, when well, all the people I have problems with are human. And and when <laughs> you know when, no when dogs. people, I I, I want to know where people's anger is from. You know, and I think. In anger, people say things that are inappropriate and that are offensive and that are triggering. And uh, one thing I appreciate about, uh, about us is that we uh, we do talk through these things. And because you know there have been times when things get heightened and we talk through them, you know. And and so I think uh, you know I invite Ricky to to keep on talking and emailing and and you know and explaining you know, where, where these feelings come from, because I, I want to understand them because it's I don't hard to think when your head's in your ass, I think is hard. Well, to, I like, also make clear but, thoughts. Yeah. But you, you know, well, anyhow, we'll continue on here. Can I say one other you thing? You may, you know that, um, you hear sometimes about people, I'm just picking this as a random example. They have a problem with gay rights, you mm. know, and they don't, believe that gay people should be able to marry and maybe they even hate gay people or they're disgusted by them, you know, whatever, they have strong feeling. Then Just don't picture what they're doing and I think it should be, you should be fine <laughs> if you don't imagine it. Imagine uh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> doing it. Don't put pillows in the trash. Keep it above the waist. <laughs> anyway, then they maybe they meet somebody who is gay and have a gay partner, and they become friends. Maybe there's, they are neighbors or co-workers, and then they switch from I hate gay people to I hate gay people, but I like these guys. <laughs> and then slowly, slowly they come around and they say, oh, through the, my friendship with these guys, I start to see people is just people. You know, it's very interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, go so ahead. So anyway, that's what can happen if you can keep the conversation open, even with people who say things that make you really mad. Well, yeah. I think that, I think you can start to see each other as human. And, and understand each and other understand. and understand where that anger rage and I, comes and I from. Think and like I'm, on today's Dan Savage podcast, they had a caller who's like, I don't want Trump supporters coming to my my wedding because they don't support uh, 
they support Mike Pence, who's against uh, gay. No, they should come. So they and that's see what, your that's love, what, and then they That's understand. what Dan Savage was saying. He said, come, and then, you know, then they get to interact with people, same, and then they all of a sudden, it, they become human, yeah. you know. And that's, I think, uh, a, that's a valuable opportunity. Yeah. That the only hope is to come come together over our common humanity and just you know like buddy buddy living overlords. in and buddy living in valencia lets valencia people know that black people exist and you know <laughs> at least one at least one, one black family exists yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean he, to, to give you some context he lives in a very very white uh, neighborhood um it's interesting um but here let me play this is another one from uh another uh let's see voice message um from this is from Stubby Nash, who's actually um, I forget. I think it's, his name is Shamar, in uh, and he lives in Jamaica. Okay, it's a little long, but bear with us. Morning, Nooner Crew, aka Marjan and the Murps. This is Shamar calling in, well, emailing in from Jamaica, and I just wanted to share some thoughts I had on last week's very serious discussion about Black Lives Matter. Um, it was very strange for me to be in an argument between a black guy, a white guy, and a Chinese guy. Very rooting for the Chinese guy. It was really something special. Uh, my main issue with um, Buddy and his arguments were that it's like Black Lives Matter deals with A, but he was arguing for X. Like he's saying that, you know, black people need to deal with the fact that, you know, they're responsible for violent crime or the fact that they're, you know, issues in the home and all that, which is all true and is all very much something that needs to be dealt with, but has absolutely nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. Because we're not saying black people who are criminals should not be taken to jail and if they propose an actual threat to the police shouldn't be shot. The issue with Black Lives Matter is that when an innocent person is shot by the police, well, first off, they show that they're shot by the police with no reason. And then when they are shot by the police, the police sweep under the rug. They aren't charged. No, nothing comes from the grand jury or any shit like that. The media, which uh, which he was very much saying is on the side of Black Lives Matter, but yet whenever we watch the media as black people, we see the media choosing to try and vilify the black man who got shot and, you know, try and take up anything from his past that would make him seem like a criminal for whatever reason. Like, you know... Oh, yes, a police officer shot him for no reason, but did you know he had parking tickets from three years ago? Shit like that. And all of his arguments and statements did not cover the fact that why is a man who doesn't have a gun being shot on the ground with his hand behind his back six times? You know, why is somebody being shot for a taillight and all that shit? Yes, there was that guy who got shot who pulled out a gun on the officer. I personally believe he should have been shot in the face if he put a gun on a police officer. There is no issue there. My issue is, Black Lives Matter issue is, why are these people being killed for no goddamn reason? And then when they are killed for no goddamn reason, they are being treated 
stay with me here, that they don't matter. Because we keep saying Black Lives Matter is not exclusionary. It's the, it's, it's trying to address the problem that black lives are being treated like they don't matter. All lives obviously matter and should be treated like they matter. But based on what we're seeing in society, they are not being treated like they matter. And thus, we are saying black lives matter. Uh, yeah, talk for too long. I'm sorry. I realize now it's been a week and you probably don't care about this anymore. But he's probably not even there. And I don't know. John's probably gonna bring some other argument into it. But I don't know. I just, I just had to get it off my chest. And it's about four minutes long. You probably won't listen to all of it. I'm sorry, guys. No. No problem. Hey, necessary. I'll try your kombucha. <laughs> he's gonna try kombucha because of you. Let's go, you queer. Oh. Uh, He's going to try kombucha. That's wonderful. I love that. Uh, That's great. I I think he make a really good point. And from what he say, I agree completely with him. And I don't think he, uh, I don't think he is uh, denying denying, uh, what Buddy was saying. But it's really good to point out it's two separate issues. Yeah. He make a very good point. Right. Well, I'll, tell I, you, I'll oh, tell you what I like is that is that uh, the difference between what he's saying and what the other guy was saying is that uh, what I hear in in his statement is he disagrees with Buddy for the most part, but there is at the one point he says, "Well, if a guy pulls a gun on a cop, he should be shot." So to me, that is like wh- whether that's true or not. I'm just saying that is that is somebody who's saying, "All right, there, this is a there's a we can have a conversation right. about this. And, we can." And, and there's a huge you know, gray area. That's you know? right, and, and that, that's what I think what we're talking about is yeah. how, how to navigate through that gray area. Yeah, and we have another. I'm sorry, this next call is even longer, but it's. Uh, but it's from. Are we gonna? Here's the thing. Are we gonna spend the whole show no, no, like no, talking about no, 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 we're somebody this, and buddy's not here? No, and no, having, no. This yeah. is. This is Okay. Just no. This, that would no, be. This that is, would suck. This is from a buddy supporter here. Okay. And this well, is, let's hear wait, as wait, much of that we, as we can. <laughs> That's a joke. Making no, a joke. I'm just trying to explain myself here. <laughs> I'm but sorry. This is uh, from Ray, and he's a um, police officer in North Carolina, and we'll try not to chew on Mike. Um, did that get caught? Nope. I think I did. Yep. Um, and he's a longtime listener. We love Ray. He's, he's, uh, he always has something good to say. So when he emails in, so this is what he talks about. And this is a, a fascinating, um, story. So listen up. And it's, it's long, but it's great. Morning, Murph. This is Ray from uh, North Carolina. First, I want to start by saying loving buddy. I think we need more buddy on the show. Uh, also, you guys, uh, are my favorite podcast. I like to listen to you. And I think this is the best iteration of the, uh, the Nooner cast Thank that you, we've right? had so far. Um, but the reason I was calling it is, Marty, I wanted to tag in on something that you said um, about the Tamara Rice situation. Um, and I'm not trying to change your mind or anything. I just kind of wanted to give you a different point of view, um, mainly because you said that if the grand, or the grand jury found him, or acquitted the officer that shot Tamara Rice, um, then the system or the procedure is wrong. Um, and because police are supposed to protect life, you know, and not take life. Um, here's another way of looking at that. 
<clears throat> so in this day and age with Sandy Hook and um, Aurora and all these shootings, generally when the police hear a call of a person with a gun outside of a public place like a recreation center, which is where that call was, the call was uh, a, man, a black male with a gun outside the recreation center uh, pointing it at people. Generally, when you hear that, you think active shooter, not, you know, black man with a gun. Um, so when you get there, you know, that officer, you, know, you get out of the car and you tell them to put it down and then they go for a gun in a race band talking about preserving life. There's a lot of things that go to your head um, when you're in a situation, a combat situation, especially one with a gun. Um, it's kind of hard to understand unless you've been through it, but you know, one of the things that kind of go through your head is like, okay, this guy's got a gun. Uh, a, someone with a gun who's pointing it at people is not stable. Uh, if you're willing to point at the police, um, it's not a far jump that say that you're willing to shoot other people. Uh, plus, most people aren't good shots. So, you know, you don't generally wait in that situation for them to pull the gun out a lot of times. Sometimes you may. Sometimes you want, you know, people handle... Uh, stress and adrenaline differently, but one of the things that go through your head about protecting life is, okay, so if this guy pulls his gun out and shoots, uh, more than likely he's going to miss because the majority of people out there aren't good shots. So if he misses, we're at a recreation center, what's behind me? Because bullets travel. He may hit a child. He may hit an innocent person. He may hit a wall. Uh, next, if he pulls a gun out and shoots me, that's fine. I got a vest on, but what if he shoots me in an area where I can't fight back? Once you shoot the police, it's not a jump to say that a person is going to freak out and either take hostages because now they've gotten themselves in a situation that they don't, they didn't plan on or, you know, just start shooting other people before shooting themselves. Um, so protecting life is more than just the person in front of you. It's, a global thing that Absolutely. we have to think about every day on every call. Um, that's hard to for other people, for you know, regular people to understand. And by regular people, I don't just mean uh, non-police officers. I mean people that haven't been in combat situations like the military. Um, you know, it's, you know, quick, long story short, something that kind of happened to me um, is I was recently in a situation where I had my gun out and a gun was pulled on me. Uh, we were in a hospital in a small room. Um, it was a black female. Um, I ended up not shooting her, but by a fraction of a second that I didn't shoot her. Uh, it, it was a, a, like they always say, it was a routine call. Um, essentially, this lady was looking at leaving with the ticket um, uh, for a larceny, you know, just so she would have to show up for court. Uh, and then things started going through her head. She realized that she ruined her life, started making all these statements. And like I said, you never know how people handle stress. Um, and she went from being able to leave that day, pulling the gun on me. And when, you know, it's, it's one of those things that are strange. You, that when a gun comes out, you get that rush of adrenaline. It's really like a video game. Um, things slow down. You can't hear anything other than what's in front of you. You get tunnel vision. Um, your body is moving faster. Your muscles are moving strong. Or your muscles are actually stronger because your body's in survival mode. Uh, like so, in that situation, I can remember everything about this. Like I said, I remember the gun coming out. I remember her pulling the gun up. I remember what kind of gun it was. I remember what. I remember you know that it had uh, her initials on the side. 
That's amazing. How she was holding the gun. I don't remember how long it happened. I thought it was about 30 minutes, and they told me that the whole encounter was about 10 seconds. Um, wow. I even remember yeah. when my gun was out and I was looking down my sights, uh, I can remember moving my finger from the slides to the trigger, and with everything just moving so fast, when she decided to put the gun down, I remember running up, grabbing it. Um, and that's kind of it. Um, Amazing. But yeah. that's an example of how you never know what someone's going to do. And I remember thinking, this chick just pulled a gun out. I don't want to shoot her. But if she shoots me and misses, we're in a hospital. And, you know, she just jumped from a misdemeanor larceny ticket to pulling a gun on an officer. Uh, so if she shoots me and kills me, you know, there's a nurse right outside the door. It's not a not a good, not far leap that she's going to either take a hostage or shoot some people to kill herself or try to shoot her way out. Um, it's just things that, you know, a lot of folks don't think about. Sorry for the message being so long. You can paraphrase it if you want. No way. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to get that out there. Ray, thank you. I'm so glad that you're safe and that no one was hurt in that situation. And... Uh, it's just a, a fantastic uh, example of how hard it is to be a cop. That know? for me was like uh, being a homophobic and going to a gay wedding. Right. That right. was my gay wedding. Right? Yeah. Uh, not I'm not uh, policephobic, but it was. I really appreciate to hear his human experience. Right. Now he's not a policeman. This is a person who I can relate to, human to human. And now I hear about what he experienced and his fears and his emotions on the job, and I can relate. I can connect to the, those emotions. That's beautiful, it, Giselle. I really appreciate Ray. I, yeah. I, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, by the grace of God, you know, I mean, like who among us, like certainly I, the idea that, you know, could I imagine myself, you know, doing, making the sacrifice that he's making and going into those situations day. I mean, like when I'm pulled over by the police, which actually just happened for the first time in a long time. The oh, other yeah. Day. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I had my, my, it, it's just, it's stupid. It's not an interesting story, but I was holding my cell phone. And so the motorcycle cop, you know, rolled up on me, but <clears throat> immediately I put my hands on the on the, on the on the I put them right up. No, I put them up at twelve and twelve. Uh -huh. I put them up where you can see them, and I put my fingers out so you can see that my fingers. Yeah. And uh, and I I look him in the eyes, and I don't make any movements, and I ask him if I can go get my registration. And and this is, and I do this because when I was a cab driver in uh, San Francisco. I got pulled over and I'm like, uh, and I'm like, you know, tr go looking for it. And the next thing I know, bang, 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 he's banging on the back of the car and he's got his gun out. And the cops like, you know, and my reaction to that was, wow, that guy, that must be terrifying to like come up to a car. All of a sudden the guy disappears be uh, behind, un you know, under the seat anyway. Yada yada. The point is, I I I cannot fathom what it would be like for what is his name? Our our caller Ray. Ray. God God bless you, Ray. I mean, it, you know that he every day would wake up and not you know here's a woman especially yet pulling a gun. Out. I mean, not in the a women hospital. in a hospital. That's what I'm saying. Like 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 you would think like you can't let your guard down with a woman in a hospital even. You know. I mean, it it, it just I couldn't I can't imagine. What he goes through, and I'm just so grateful. That yeah, he does, you know? and and it, you know, it shows also like when he describes it moment by moment. Yeah, it tells you how well trained 
Mm-hmm. Uh, when a well-trained police officer is in that situation, then these these moments of high tension can can don't necessarily end in violence. Mm-hmm. And you know the in, I think you know he was saying that the in the Tamir Rice situation that that we don't know what it's like. But the difference between him th- this situation and Tamir Rice, or between uh, Oscar Grant, who was shot at Fruitvale uh, Station in Oakland, um, is that Ray didn't shoot. And I think that that is, there is a degree of, uh, like, he, I think, because he's experienced and he's sharp and he, he knows when to use force, and that he, he didn't let adrenaline take over his actions. Well, but, okay, that's an excellent point, and, and thank God he didn't shoot in that situation. But what if he had? And what if it had gotten to the point where maybe her gun went up another three inches and he had right. to shoot her? No, right. you, would, you would still have the same, would you still have the same amount of respect for, for his... I would, I know? would, because he was threatened. In the, in the case of, like, you know, Fruitvale Station... The kid was on the ground, and he was, and the it was adrenaline that caused. I the, think the they police. accidentally shot. Yeah, There's right. a good chance that they just kind of pulled the trigger by a mistake, right? It was, yeah, but it, it was, he, it was a, uh, he didn't have control of his actions. No, and, he did not. And didn't he say that he thought he was shooting his taser? Or yeah, something? well, that's what yeah. he said, you know. And so, but again. Like that is him letting adrenaline. Like letting adrenaline. I agree with you. And, and, he, he he was he his training did not serve him in that moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to, you know that which is brings the greater point is that we want every officer to be as sharp and on top of things as Ray, and it makes it and so this whole thing just demonstrates how multi layered it is. It's about it's a cultural thing. It's a you know it's a black community thing. It's an education thing. It's a gun control thing. It's a police. Uh, a respect for police um, thing, and it's mm-hmm. getting paying police enough that we get the best and brightest in there, mm-hmm. and that we weed out the crazy, you know, the high-strung people who are there for a power trip. You know, well, yeah, like like what happens in the right in the military, right, with during wartime or whatever, they just take anybody, and then all these just right. like wackos, right? You know, go and when in you have a draft, you don't get the best and brightest. And I think that there probably is an element of that in the police force, and maybe in the fire department too. I don't know, like where they're just sort of maybe. The, the, the litmus is, yeah. you know, lower or something. I mean, if, you know? if you're just, yeah, exactly. If there, if there's not an incentive to, to have like really sharp, awesome people. Cause there. theoretically, the, the, that Fruitvale officer and Ray had about the same training and they right. just, they, they had it, you know, yeah. different, different yeah. results. But Ray, I really appreciate that letter. Thank or, you that, so much, Ray. Yeah. It's so, beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, we're sometimes a, pom- a comedy podcast. Well, to, to like, and, and again, I would like to thank Giselle for coming out and saying that that, what a great thing just to, for you to say that, first of all. And second of all, just to remind us that that's, you know, that's a wait, that's always awaiting us. There is, th- those moments are there for us if we're open to them. You know, those moments to have our mind changed or have our hearts touched or, you know, to, that, that to, to try to, you know, under duress, keep our minds open and keep our hearts open so that, so that we can have those yeah. and you to, know, moments. To, um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to say we are part of the media, right? 
Are we? Yeah, sure. Oh, man, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. Does that mean I'm the media elite? You're the media elite. <laughs> well, can we, we, we need to see a green card. I think, no, we are, uh, we are the media ghetto, but the media nonetheless. <laughs> These things get bogged down they in get, paperwork. Listen, and, the, and John. He's a girl. You're, <laughs> you're a boy. I'm a girl. Listen. And John, we just did a media story yeah. on the police not shooting someone and, you know, doing their job and having something great happen. Thank you, Mark. We're part of the solution. We are oh. part of the solution. Not the final solution. Okay. I have to be careful of that. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. It's sort of like... Well, no, I think I think it might, with, with the experience that you gained from last time, I mean, three's a charm, right? I think <laughs> I think if you just one more time, and I think you guys could do it. Um, last week, I was talking about... <laughs> Don't tempt us. <laughs> I'm, oh, Giselle's going through her receipts. No, I don't think it's mine. Who ate it? Bel Campo. Oh, I did. Oh, my oh, God. Bel Campo, oh, look at you. O-M-G. Did you have a big steak there? You had a snapping turtle. What's that, a drink? Is this the... Oh, okay, so... And house bloody holy, so this holy is a, God. a butchery and restaurant. <laughs> I, took Julie, I took Julie out to breakfast there and... Veggie be, and grits. And here's where it started. It started with Julie saying, I want... A, uh, a Bloody Mary, and I had been sitting on my toilet reading the L.A. magazine. <laughs> Tell us more. And uh, and, it, and it was the best was of it L.A. A poop? It was the best How of L.A. It on one to ten. I, you know they're never good these days. But uh, oh, no. <laughs> more fiber, less Bel Campo. I think probably. Oh man, yeah, no kidding. Since I don't eat a lot of meat, when I, I ate, I had some of their pepperoni, and goddamn, if my farts yeah. didn't smell like pepperoni. But anyway, so when she said Bloody Mary, I remembered being on the page that said the best uh, Bloody Mary was this Bel Campo Bloody Mary where they he like strains out all the all the pulp and like infuses it with you know whatever he uses gin instead of vodka and it's whatever it's just like a, and, oh and then they take a celery stick and they encase it in ice so the celery stick is in the drink encased How did you in ice eat it then it w- uh, I I did right. I chewed on it and Crunch. ate it. Yeah, exactly. There's your fiber. It was fifteen bucks, but it was <laughs> it was the best goddamn uh, 14, Bloody Mary I've ever had in my life. Fourteen dollars plus tip. And uh, oh, <laughs> Bloody Mary. Was Giselle's cool. looking at the. the no, the what is the other thing? Yeah, a snapping oh. turtle. What is that? Oh, that was her. That her was drink. her uh, Bloody Mary. So they, this is a butchery. See, there's the there's the total for the breakfast. They raised their own eighty-three dollar breakfast, not including tip. Jeez, yep. Louise, look at you, big spender. Listen, man, you got to keep the lady happy. That yeah. was, was, she, that was, was just happy? two yeah. days ago. Oh my yeah. God, you, she's she, very happy right she now. She must have been mad at you about something. <laughs> well, I just I I just assume. <laughs> it's okay, before you say anything, ma- mathematically, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mathematically, the, the she's mad about say, something. Uh, organic, grass-fed, pastured, free-range, delicious. Is that what it says? Yeah, on the on the receipt. Organic, grass-fed, pastured, free-range, which all sounds so nice. And yeah. Happy life for all these yeah, animals. Until that, that one delicious. day, then we will eat you. Are we gonna go play video games now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, just uh, go up that chute there. Uh, Bessie, unbelievable butcher shop. Yeah, so that's that's, I'm going to try to get the brisket from there when we do the brisket. That's a great idea. Also, they had it. Their pastrami was amazing, which is made from the brisket. Your server was Nicholas V. How was he? Nicholas was useless. Uh, I I went to the bar and got my own drink, and then and the uh, the host brought the drinks over. God bless you, Nicholas. Uh, You'll you'll get there. There was like tip him twenty. I did. I can't. I, yeah. I can't do, do it. it. I mean, I was way. I know. It's not going to change in exactly. any way. So yeah, you have to really. You have to like 
actively do something on purpose for me to give you below 20%. Right. And then it would be like 18 and you'll be like, I yeah, know, yeah, I know. Yeah, fuck, you, yeah, fuck you. There's your 18. I heard, uh, I've heard some servers talking online and they were saying, the ruder I am, the more people tip me. And I've experienced that. What? As, yeah. As, yeah. As a, as a, as a customer, because my, um, I have the feeling like, oh, I will cheer them up and, you know, show that, I'm, oh, you're I'm gonna, nice by oh, tipping them really big, right, even right. though they were kind of re- rude that's, to me. That's so, very, uh, that's, but then I feel bad about myself yeah. afterward. Like, I should not have rewarded I find the way no. to do it is to act as harried as possible. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. okay and, and then you get like a bigger tip. <laughs> Like, are you like, waiting tables? Are you waiting tables? Man? Yeah, this is a, I had I'm not. Right. This is a surprise to me. That's how uh, that edamame get there. That whole schmoogle thing is just a lie. It's a front. It's a front. This is w- this is when the karma comes in. Like because I because like I delivered pizzas for Domino's Pizza, so those guys always get at least five bucks from me, no matter what they bring. And I was a waiter for so many years, and those guys always get fucking twenty percent. And taxi driver, cab driver, exactly. Those guys always get a huge. Were you tip. a bellhop too? No. <laughs> I was not. So those guys get stiffed. <laughs> Fuck you, Fuck Bell Hops. you, Bell Hops. Carry my bags. <laughs> Were you a hotel maid or a haircutter? Not, not on the, not, not employed. Uh, but I, I did. Were you? Sometimes did you do I got your own hair today. Oh, thank you. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell everybody that you was on the Giselle Show podcast? That was so last much Saturday, fun. That was so and, much fun. And you left. You left. Without your shoes, <laughs> you just. Left. Which means, which means I walked across. Which means I walked out of your door. I walked down your front patio, down the stairs, across your lawn. On the other side, I walked across your street because I was parked on the other side of the street and got in the car and drove home with no, with shoes, no on. shoes on and did yeah. not realize and did not even realize that I had le- until the next morning. I was like, "Where the hell are my shoes?" And then I, t- I texted you, and you're like, yeah, you left him here. Yeah. <laughs> Nutty. I'm insane. Joseph Douglas says, Giselle, the raspiness of your voice sounds smoky like an mm-hmm. old-school black-and-white movie heroine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... That implies that you have vocal fry. Uh, I fry. was uh, screaming last night. I was screaming last night uh, for fun, for fun and profit. No, just for fun. I did not make any money. So Anthony pays you? What? I'm sorry. Helmet? Sorry, helmet. I mean, sorry. I missed. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I can't even remember to put my shoes on. That's can't, right. So the, that's what we're dealing with. It's a very low base number. <laughs> but I was screaming for joy uh, yeah. last night for playing, and so that's why my voice is a little raspy. Where were you screaming? Uh. Hmm. Oh, that's okay. I don't have, you don't have I to don't answer. Have Listen, I, I know you're having green card problems and I don't want to put you in any yeah, sort of, uh, harm's bog- way. Things get bogged down <laughs> in paperwork. <laughs> so, yeah. so, just uh, say no more. First to say, yeah. I was screaming. Yes. Happiness was had. Happiness was had and it doesn't really matter where it was. You know why I was screaming? No. Uh, well, will you believe if I try this one? Uh, I was <laughs> screaming. I'll just keep going till you, till you raise you my hand. Point. Want me to raise my hand when I believe you? Yeah, okay. okay all right. I was screaming because <laughs> I was watching The Night Manager, episode two, and it's really good. Yeah. I believe you. Okay, good. No. <laughs> that Tom Huddle Hiddleston was. Oh, uh, he can hiddle my hiddle. Really? <laughs> well, he's, he's sexy to you? No, he don't. He's he can no hiddle your Leonardo stone? DiCaprio <laughs> <laughs> with playing all his garbage men. <laughs> 
Wouldn't it, but of course, you know, there's a very good chance that he's an excellent lover and Leo is not. There's a very good chance of that. You could say that about everybody. That's exactly in the world. right. That's what I'm saying. Everybody in the world have a good chance to be a good uh, lover. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Uh, tweet in. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeting about about who yeah who uh, uh, the the, the other you, side of the lover. Tweeting yeah. if you think you have a good chance of being <laughs> with a, Giselle. No, Is this? Are you doing a contest? No, not of me. Just to be a the good winner lover in general. Gets an evening of screaming with Giselle. <laughs> We're just gonna watch movies. <laughs> Make a quesadilla. That's all. I thought it was a euphemism. If you know what I mean. Yeah. No, if, it's literal. You We're li- just gonna just make, really going to make a quesadilla. Two, two tortillas. Yeah, two tortillas. Some salsa, Put some cheese, cheese on it. Chicken beans. <laughs> oh, it's getting more well. It's getting more and more extra cilantro. cilantro. You said just a quesadilla, but even your quesadillas are very complex and interesting. Oh yes, they're five layer. Yeah. I also do a, a sautéed uh, red and green pepper layer, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. and then I throw on some kale. You know, I at the very I Mexican in between. I sneak in kale wow. into almost many things. What? Because <laughs> almost many things, actually just one thing, but almost many things, <laughs> one short of many. <laughs> because uh, you, if you just put in a little bit, you don't taste it, and it have a little bit of nutrition, in nutrition, oh. vitamins. But oh. you don't like it. I shouldn't you? Oh, I do. Would oh. you? Would you agree that that sometimes there's the subtlety of things that you don't quite identify what it is, but something about you feels or tastes that it's good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a complexity there that maybe you're not quite naming. Yeah. It's kale, but it's helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a listener named Julie says, I don't remember being mad before Belcampo, <laughs> but I was definitely unmad after <laughs> the scotch egg. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That was my first scotch egg. Isn't, it, isn't, isn't that delicious? No, first scotch egg ever, is yeah. Was, well, I can tell you now what a scotch egg is, and I can also tell you that that this is an atypical scotch egg because it was an egg cooked in a normal scotch egg would be like ground beef, and you would you would crack the egg inside of it and put the ground beef around it and then cook that, right? Well, it's oh. it's actually a hard boiled egg that they put meat on the outside and they, oh, okay. they and so then they deep fry it, and oh then they deep fried. Okay, so this was deep fried, and it but it was a uh, 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 chorizo oh. on the outside. Uh, with around the egg, but except that the egg that came out had a had a yolk in it. W- w- uh, soft. Yolk? So it was soft boiled. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's. I mean, the soft boiled egg is always better than a hard boiled egg. But, oh yeah. But traditionally, it's like a hard boiled egg that because it's you know that's easier to do. Um, who, unbelievably have, great. Uh, who who thought of it? Uh, the Scots. But like, why they say you know? Well, Julie was saying that it's a to do pack it Angus. pack meat around it. I, I think Julie's Julie's uh, what Julie said is that it's traditionally it was bar food, so it was a way to kind of have an easy way to have like a a, a food a meal kind of thing at a bar, right? Like how hard is that to put some it's like hand food? Around a, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's exactly yeah. right. Um, Should it come with a a salsa or sauce or some dipping sauce? There was a sauce with it. Now, I'm, now I feel like a Cretan. Cheese or what is, maybe Julie can tweet Apparently in what the sauce it was. Apparently, it, it was a London department store named Fortnum and Mason in oh. 1738. Who they claim uh, to have invented the Scotch egg, and it's sausage, not not just beef, not oh. beef. Okay, so sausage and then breadcrumbs, deep fried. Breadcrumbs. Uh, it's very yummy. Joseph Douglas Watson tweeted in a really interesting thing. He said, "I worked retail for years." 
So you were saying you always tip and you dip. He say I always refold. I was going to say he refold. Yeah. Stores and yeah. he say and he pull merch forward. Oh. He pull merch. I want to know. I want him to retweet. It. I want him to retweet it again if he is making a joke now or if he really does no, that. I, no, he, I better I'm, do it. I try to, but I'm a terrible folder. But I will hang up everything. I hang things up. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, if, if something's on the floor, clearly, I up clearly, her. John did not work retail. Well, no, but to me, that's just common. That's common. Like if you look down, and you know, like I'm if I'm walking in front of my place, and there's like, and I'm I pick some garbage up out of my car, and if I'm walking back in, and there's a piece of garbage on the ground, of course you're going to bend over. You and know pick what? It up, you know? When I, what I do is like when people like they take uh, something like they have broccoli, you know, fresh broccoli, and then they you look in the the frozen broccoli section, and they just le- left the. F- the fresh stuff in the frozen, then like swap, like oh, yeah. swap it because they're like, oh, I guess I want frozen instead, and then they leave it in the freezer, yeah, yeah. and like that yeah. destroys it. That's yes. unsellable. And then, or they take a frozen thing and they didn't want it and they just left it. And that, I always walk it back. Now, how does this how does this rank in your mind it's next to the people rageful, that actually rageful. they actually put they pick up their dog's shit with the bag like they're supposed to. Right. They tie it closed and just leave it, and then fucking leave it right there. Yeah. What kind of an animal are you? I almost feel like you're it's you're worse for doing that because you had the ability to clean it up, and you know no, you you could maybe give the person the benefit that all right, you let your dog shit there, but maybe you forgot your things and what you know your bag and whatever. But if you had the bag and you just threw it on my lawn when you were done oh, with it, oh boy, maybe they thought they was gonna be. <clears throat> Coming back uh, on the last leg of the trip, and they would pick it up there. You know, they never come back. Ah, yeah, they they never do. come back. I've actually done that. If I'm running a, a loop, and then I know that I, I'm going to pick You've it up. You've left the bag well, there? No, but then I pick it up on the uh, after I'm done ah. with the loop. But I always think, like, I, wanted, I, I, think I look you, around me, and I just, you know. You're goddamn I'm, right. I'm going to pick it up. You could I'm get, gonna, I'm telling you, Marty, I'm worried for your health. You could get stabbed at doing something I, like I, that. I, I, I appreciate that. Especially non-pet by owner. By me. That's exactly right. <laughs> me and other, and my ilk. Uh, I have, I have. You have an ilk. I have seriously considered putting I have serious ilks putting cameras up in front of my place to to catch the guy that's doing it. That that's not a valuable use of your resources. I, <laughs> somehow somehow I, I somebody talks me down or I get distracted like a mosquito flies by and I get distracted but but and, 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 and it never exactly I walk away with my shoes. So it doesn't that's the the, the the upside is that I'm I'm not able to follow through because I forget what the hell I'm mad about. But yeah. uh but yeah, I've I've more than once thought about putting a camera up and then just like when I see that person coming, you know. Um, ugh. I think Oi. in life, I've been Oi, thinking Gavolt. about this in general in life. For those people who are competent, responsible, uh, caring. Which, or, or, or doing, just doing the best you can. Yeah. Like just trying. Well, yeah. Uh, it's sometimes you can get frustrated when you run into people who are not competent or caring or, uh, responsible. Mm. But I think maybe in life, it's, um, well, okay, stop me. I, I was going to say... Okay, stop. <clears throat> no, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. You'll get there. You'll get there. It's the, it's the job of people who... To, to carry the people who are not. Not carry them fully, I, but I, bring I, them along. I, I, yes, and help. that's exactly right. And how one does that, I think, is open to interpretation. Yes. 
And I think that there is, there is a, there is, as Marty was saying, there's always gray area, just like there's gray area between right and wrong and gray area between law and illegal. There's gray area in at what point are you enabling somebody? You know, the, 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 the point between bringing them along and enabling them, there's a gray area there. I think. Yeah. I, you're right. Enabling. That's important too. Yeah. yeah not to en- enable. Suffer fools. Yeah. Uh, well. That's enabling sometimes. Yeah, that's the worst case of it. Uh, I was at the dog place uh, taking a walk and uh, um, with my friend's doggy, so I had some plastic bags in my pocket. And I see a lady, she was walking her big German Shepherd and her German Shepherd take a take a number two Mm. and go to the bathroom. And maybe she did not see or maybe she did not care, but she just walked away. And so I, I thought, this is my chance. I'm going to do the right I'm thing. I'm going to bring her along. I'm going to bring her along. So I run up behind her and I say, excuse me. And uh, she turned around and I say, uh, would you would you like to have a bag to pick up? You had one. I had one with me. How did you have a bag with you? Because my friend was walking. We <sighs> was walking my friend dog. So my, I oh, my bags. God. It was all in place. And so I said, would you like to have a bag to pick up what your doggy did? And she said, oh, did he do something? And I said, yeah, yeah, right back there he do. And she go, oh, thank you. And she pick it up. And right. You, gave had, her, you, you didn't confront her. No. You gave her the benefit of the doubt that maybe she forgot a bag or didn't yeah. see the dog. And okay. I tried to say it really nice. Uh, but you, I tell you, my adrenaline was up. Yeah. If I was Ray, if I was like Ray and I had a gun, it might have gone off because I was pretty <laughs> f- scared and freaked out. But you saved face. I t- I but t- you did it. I tried to save everybody. You stayed face. graceful. My heart was racing. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I always wonder, like, because I'll see people like just like throw trash out, and I want to be like, "Oh, you dropped this." But if it's like somebody like, who's oh, like yeah. big and scary, I'll be like, "You shy away." I'll just throw it away for you, and I'm not tell you. <laughs> that it's so tough when somebody. Yeah, your more okay, your morals like, are. Yeah, when somebody my morals and my practical nature just like conflict, <laughs> conflict constantly. Exactly. Or your morals and your cowardice. I'm yeah, more, morals and cowardice. Yeah, exactly right. right. Morals and cowardice. That was a exactly family it. of loud gangbangers over there. You know, you're not going to walk up to them and say, "Hey, you guys, your cigarette la- you, yeah. <laughs> I think you dropped this. Yeah. This gum wrapper. <laughs> but how? I wish there was a way when you see somebody um, consciously, flagrantly flo- flout, flaunt, flaunt, uh, disregard. You know, littering, <laughs> for example. That's the other porky pig. A flaw, a flaw, a flaw, a flaw, a flaw, a flaw, disregard. <laughs> <laughs> Who's porky pig? Or porky pig. What did I say? Who's porky pig? Oh, porky pig, he's a cartoon character, Warner Brothers, and he, uh, he, spe- he stutters. It's probably would be not PC these days, but. Well, uh, no, that's true. He, he stutters. He goes, that's all, folks. No, that's, <laughs> that's Bugs Bunny. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, 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 sorry. My oh. goodness, you're old enough to know better know, than that. I know. <laughs> but he uh, and then he would reach for a word, yeah, and then not switch it and give up and it. just like think of a different word because oh, he yeah. couldn't see that one. Yeah. Oh, that's um, so the Scotch egg, egg, the Bel Campo Scotch egg, is served with uh, chipotle jam Ooh. and pickled Fresno chili. There you go. Uh, thank you, Julie, for all the way from clarifying. Fresno. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, she does say that the only problem with Bel Campo is that they. <laughs> Laugh into the mic so I get the credit. <laughs> All the way from Fresno. <laughs> is, is that not where they're from? Yeah. That is where they're from. All the way yeah, from absolutely. Fresno. Um, Made the long journey from Fresno. Bel Campo, they require shoes. So John 
Mirjella can't always go. Can't always go. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. Well, if you come in with shoes, can you leave without them? That's your style. There's your 20% right there. Those two flip flops. I think it's funny that it's like, like that shoes or not shoes feels, it's like that, yeah, that I could forget. That I'm, you know, I can see walking out without the shoes, but how did I walk across the street? And drive home. Maybe, maybe I just, well. You're something no, of a man child. Yeah, I guess I am. I think Julie would agree. Like, uh. Like Julie Twitten. God bless her. Is he a man child or not? <laughs> or just a child? Like in Trace, what, like Tracy other, Morgan. In what other ways is you a man child? Yeah, like Tracy Morgan. How uh, is Tracy Morgan? I think he's doing a lot better. I like that guy. He's wonderful. I think he's we'll, doing, uh, We'll get him on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he was, you know, he had brain damage. I mean, he was seriously, what, the, his friend died, right, in the yeah. crash? And that's got to be traumatic in of itself. Yeah. Uh, last week I talked about the new Superman, this uh, this comic book that's part of the DC Rebirth. Yeah. And I cannot, I didn't stress how important this this uh, comic book is. Because, how can you stress? Well, it, you know, it's, there's a... <laughs> It has a Chinese uh, protagonist. Oh! Yeah, and so he's the new Superman. And unlike other Asian... Go on, go on. Go, go. I'm imagining his mother. <laughs> and what would she say? Let's play with Steven Kruger when we need him. Oh, where is Steven Kruger? Oh. You forget to eye on your cape. <laughs> no ticky, no capey. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's allowed to though, because like his grandparents were Chinese. Yeah, um, but like whereas in in previous uh, like Asian comic book characters, they've always been these sort of dragon ladies or exo- oh. you know or mystics and uh, or spandex assassins and and you know just or these like refugees who somehow had powers and like. And this is just this dumb teenager who's basically a Chinese Peter Parker. And it, it like, he reflects the Chinese sort of the, you know, a more, uh, a more sort of normal upbringing, a regular guy, which mm-hmm. is so refreshing to see. And I don't think that there, there are characters out there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nice to have that. It would be great if he were Chinese American, but it takes place in Shanghai. So that's, that's fine. But like, you know, cause, uh, Marvel has come out and said that they apologized for whitewashing Doctor Strange, and so they're trying to develop an Asian uh, an Asian vehicle uh, for an Asian superhero. So we'll see if that happens. Let's see if they don't make it dumb and exotic and or you know some sort of just make them, into make Asian them a megalomaniacal um, bad guy who loans money to everybody. Oh, not me. Oh. Who has holds everybody's debt. I don't know. It's a Chinese joke. I don't know. It is sort of mm-hmm. not a good one. It's not. A, I guess does does a joke oh, have to be funny in order to be a I joke? Get it. Yeah, if a joke is told in the woods and nobody laughs, laughs. if a joke is told joke. in the woods full of people and nobody laughs, <laughs>, <laughs> is it funny? Apparently let's it's test not. it out. Yeah, Who wants to go to the woods? All right, there's the woods right you know, there. Michael Benhock is in um, is in Michigan right now. <gasps> But he, he was saying that in Germany, it's like a, a poop minefield that people don't pick up after their dogs. Oh, That's so boy. interesting. I would think of, I think of European cities to be like these beautiful, idyllic places, but I guess I'm wrong. They're shitty. Uh, <sighs> but not 
how I remember, but it's been a while since I've been where, there. Where is he? In what woods? He's in Michigan right now. But he's not in the woods. No, uh, I don't What's think he so. doing in know. Michigan? Michael Twitten. Well, he's, he sent us an email. Is he in Flint? Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. Because they have Ann bad Arbor? water. Uh-huh. Um, probably Ann Arbor. Middle, there's something with a middle. It has the middle, the word middle in it. In the middle. Middleton? <laughs> Middleton? South Middleton? That's middle's in the middle of that one. Oh, that might be it. Yeah, South Middleton. Is there a Middleton, Michigan? There's East Middleton, West Middleton, North Middleton. I live in the middle of East Middleton. Middle Middleton. Middle to Middleton. (laughs) (laughs) When they have a neighborhood in a different city that have people from middle of Middleton, it's little, middle, Middleton. Or the yeah, the Middletons from middle from middle, middle, Middleton. Little, middle, Middleton. Like they have little, little China or little Korea. Little, little, Middleton. Little Saigon. Yeah. In a city. Yeah. Um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, I just want you to join me in the woods. Sometimes that's all. when I'm talking, you get a dewy look in your eye. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking of something else. Oh, are you? Yeah. I thought you were thinking Portisel. No, she's struggling. <laughs> Never. So hey, Giselle, well, actually, do you want to do you want to count at the top of the hour? Oh, it's oh. What happened to Cassandra? Uh, she okay. was a little sleepy. Uh, she had some sleep issues and could not make it this morning. Oh, she announced that. I thought she was going to bring Midge. Yep, I did too. Okay. It's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Nuna podcast on the Smotco Radio Network. Very, very, very NPR. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Very nice. That's fun. Yeah. yeah, isn't it? I want to try Soothing. lots of things. That's why. That's try... why Bill took it from me. It's fun. I. It was the one thing that like Dan couldn't interrupt me on, and then. He just stole it from me. It was well, your one joy in this life, mm-hmm. and it was taken from you. Yeah, uh, Bill. By the way, he's uh, he has an acting job, so he that's why he couldn't make it. He's in rehearsals for a live acting job. I don't know anything else. Wow! And he celebrated a birthday this weekend, so you can wish him a belated Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Bill! Happy like Bill Tweederson. I do miss hearing him say uh, "the top of the hour," all that stuff. He he had that voice was like caramel. Mm. There you go with the dewy look again. <laughs> uh, now I'm trying to do it. You're succeeding. Oh, your eyebrows go up. <laughs> I love those sweet baby eyebrows. Oh, thank you. You know, the thing, here's the thing terrible about my eyebrows. Dream. I dreamt that oh. I drop a baby onto its head in my dream, and there was a big thunk. Well, thank God you didn't wake up with oh. a dead baby. Next to you. What? Is, what? Why would I dream such a terrible thing? It must be that you're a terrible person. You know my secret. No, that must be it. That can be the the only answer to having a terrible dream is that somehow inside you're a terrible person. That's the only logical conclusion. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're confirming what I suspect. Yeah, yeah. No, I can I can relate. Everybody just get out of bed in the morning trying to make sense of it all. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We're just doing the best we can. This morning when I was driving the kids to school, the one of the kids, her mother is uh, Russian. And she said her mother, she, this girl woke up early, got herself up and was making her own lunch. You know, God bless her. And she said the mother stumbled into the, into the kitchen speaking Russian. <laughs> she like woke up. I mean, maybe that's not unusual, but the kid thought that it was weird that that's how sleepy she was, is that she was just oh, speaking Russian. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. that wasn't a great story. No, it was good. No, it was good. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to a friend's house, and they were watching The Goonies, and um, I came in the middle, and I was really sleepy, 
And so I just passed out on their couch, uh, and they were watching it outside. And then I just woke up at, at 12.30, and I thought I was at my house. And I just started taking off my clothes, and then I was walking around looking for the bedroom. That's awesome. And the my friend was just looking at me, and it's like, uh, make yourself at home, Marty. That's so great. And I was like... Now, were you surprised to see another person there when he said that? Uh, Could you yeah, think you were I, alone? Uh, yeah, I thought I was alone, yeah. And and I was just like, you know, I had my shirt off, and I was like, I don't, I think my my bedroom's supposed to be, but, and it was just the most. You were almost sleepwalking. Yeah, I was almost sleepwalking. It was great. Uh, I Did you want to play the clip what I bring? Sure. Did you email it to me? Yeah, I did. Did you get it, or should I? I have a plugs. Uh, I can plug in the phone. I brought plugs. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? Cue it up. Prep this. Yeah. Uh, okay. The first one will be Cassandra clip. Okay. So this is from. So your we had show. a Giselle show podcast. Um, we had a Giselle show podcast and great uh, podcast. Cassandra was on, mm-hmm. and uh, she bring along queer the, and they did uh, f- something fun. Poetry. So I, I bought oh, a, a clip. Gonna... Oh, I did not bring the poem. I brought the other thing. It is the Giselle Show podcast. Meet friends. Yay. (laughs) Cassandra Cardenas. Yes. I understand you brought with us a friend of you. I did. I I thought I would bring Queer along, and she, well, let her do it. Hi, everybody. Hello, Queer. Hi. Where have you been hiding? Hi. I have a new passion in wife. I tell horoscopes. Oh, oh, you do. You got into astrology. I did because I used to weed horoscopes in exchange for cigarettes in prison. <laughs> oh. So now I do it just for fun. My birthday is April 20. <gasps> April 20. You are oh, an Aries Taurus cusp. A force just to like be Hitler. reckoned with. Oh, I, I want to be reckoned with. Cannot stand to watch others do things better than them. Oh, really? I usually like it because it means less work for me. You know, you know when they're in the womb. Oh, yes, I do. When they're in the room? When they're in the womb. I try to pay attention. <laughs> and you're a natural born leader. Uh oh. You can follow me. Yeah. If I'm a leader and you hate to be alone. I will do it. This could work out really well for us. I love it. Your working yeah. numbers are 300, <laughs> 69, <laughs> and tulips. Oh. And if people want the full version, they can go to... Uh, oh, here's the other one. This is... Uh, the next one was... Uh, we, give, we give a little... Quiz to John Pirocello. So you guys were all there together. So it's like it was like a new it was, year, without, without me. Just like yeah. I think I even said that. Somebody no, no, no. I even said Marty's missing. Yeah, yeah and yeah. somebody tweeted in. We wanted you there, Marty. I had to explain to everyone that you had the Marty party to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was stuck in traffic. Well, but and, and afterwards, I was thinking, what if every once in a while we did that? What if we had? All we of the neuters on, on your podcast, podcast yeah. and then whatever I could or shift do. Yeah, yeah, or you could be, yeah, and then the do John Piercello show exactly. Yeah, and I see just really how it. hard your job is. Maybe uh, I'd gain a new appreciation for the both of you. All right, this is this is John on the show. Great John Piercello, you an actor? Mm. You have an IMDb page. I do. Oh, are you going to quiz me on my own IMDb page? <laughs> 
much do you know about your own IMDb? Well, I, I, I don't think very much, but Here we we'll, go. we'll try. Yeah. In 2012, yeah. you played Papa on what TV show? Oh, that's Thundercats. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Second question. Yeah. You have been on the show Two and a Half Men mm. more than two and a half times. <laughs> yes. Three times. <laughs> I'm so exact. flattered three that you... Times. Yes. Also with my son, by the way, one oh. of those times. Yeah. Name all three characters that you played. Oh, my God. Uh, you played three different characters? I think one of them was called Super Dad. Uh, one of them, uh, one of them was, oh, was he a policeman? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and then the third one. Uh, oh, a helicopter pilot. Yeah! Oh, right. cool. oh, you got them. Yes. That's a Who flattering edit. Who directed your episode of Lie to Me? Uh, uh. God, even I know this one. There's no way. Is it, is it someone famous? Uh, I don't know. I did not look at his IMDb. I, I don't, I don't know. Give it to us. Stephen Hopkins. <laughs> of course. Stephen Hopkins. Stevie Ho. Which of these five characters have you not played? Oh, my goodness. Dennis, Mike, Jim, Arthur, or Barry? I think maybe Mike. Is that right? You know what's so funny? There's no way that I remembered that, but somehow all of those had a minor little resonance, but all of them had a slight little pang of, of and Mike, nothing. <laughs> so it's like, I think it might be Mike. <laughs> Very good. Final question. What is your bacon number? My bacon number? Yeah. What does that mean? Your degree of separation from Kevin Bacon. Uh, it, it's it's got to be one, right? I mean, like, no, one would be like, I worked with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Okay, then it's two. Yeah, it has to be two, right? Yes! You get it right! Wow. Uh, you was in Ed TV in oh. 1999 <laughs> with Googie Grass, and Googie Grass was in Apollo 13 in 1995 with Kevin Bacon. You would have thought it so would long. be with Helen Mirren or Al Pacino, who you've worked with those people. Yeah. Fancy, big fancy. No, it's Googie Grass. It's just. <laughs> Do you know who that is? <laughs> Do you remember Googie Grass? No. Well, you, well, you have Googie Grass. You are in House of Lies. Thank you, Googie. Um, yeah, I, I, I love seeing you. I'm very grateful. Oh, nice. Yeah, I made, uh, I made, um, this is the Gisele Show. Meet friends. Is it? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I because you were talking to me, we were done. I took my headphones off. Good. That worked out. So we had fun. And yes, you were saying where people can download that from podcast. Dot thatgiselleshow.com and you can also subscribe if you like. We do shows, you know, whenever we feel like it. It's not a set thing. I, 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 whoever your engineer is, that's amazing uh, production value on the little clips that you just brought in that you would yeah. do all that with the music and the. I give it to the sound guy, Anthony. He do it. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. He yeah. do the website. He do all the technical. Incredible. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Uh, Marty might like, uh, we have give Cassandra a quiz and she did not get any of them right. <laughs> oh, but boy. Do you want to take it? Her quiz? Yeah, yeah. Oh, her quiz? Yeah, sure, you want sure. To try it? Yeah, I want to know, I know all of Cassandra's credits. It wasn't oh. her credits, but, uh, because she's a female comedian, a female funny lady. Uh huh. Um, so I quiz her about other funny lady actresses and comedians. So here we go. Okay. Born in 1865, she was the zany partner and comic foil of husband and straight man George Burns. Uh, that would be uh, Gracie Allen. Ding, ding, 
But by the way, I wanted to make my prediction that, Say that, Gracie. that Marty's going to get them all. Good night, Gracie. Yeah. Say good night, Gracie. Okay. What sketch comedy show ran from 1950 to 1954 and starred Imogen Coca with uh, Sid Caesar and Carl Reiner? Um, uh, show of shows. Yeah, good. Your show of shows. Your show of shows. Yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, who, um, who? No, your show of shows. <laughs> <laughs> My show of shows? There's, your show of shows. There's enough My show of shows. shows shut up. All your of show of shows. <laughs> if you did not bring enough show of shows to share. <laughs> Is there enough show of shows to go around? <laughs> who played Nurse Diesel in High Anxiety and starred in the TV show Phyllis? Oh, uh, Clarice Leachman. There we yeah, go. Ding. He's going to get them all. He is. And maybe not the last one. Okay, this oh, that's is true. the last this one was second hard. to last. She was one of the... Penultimate? This is the <laughs> penultimate. She was one of the original cast members of Saturday Night Live, uh, famous for her Gilda character. Radner. Yeah. That's right. We don't even need that. You don't even need no, to no. say the did, did Cassandra know who that was? <laughs> no, she, no, I know. It was she, amazing. She couldn't get the name, but she knew who it was. She said, big hair, married to Dean Well, Wilder. but you had to she, say, like, you had to say... She even has a book about her on yeah. her nightstand, but she, I guess she had not read it. But I think you actually, uh, along the lines of what you were saying before about bringing people along, I think you might have uh, uh, brought Cassandra along a little bit with your with these uh women um pioneers that she would go and she would go and look look into them I think. Oh good, I yeah, hope yeah. you do. I think you're they're okay. really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the last one is this. Who said the problem with cats is that they get the exact same look on their face whether they see a moth or an ex murderer. It's a stand up. Just give me a hint. Uh yeah. Uh um who does that sound like? That sounds like... Um, so you have a lot of cats? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 Paula Poundstone. Yes! Yeah! Oh, I you told you Marty would get them all. Oh, Marty! I told you he'd get them all. Wow. She's so funny. And Peter W.G. Uh, was listening live, and he said he got three out of five of them. Suck it, Peter. <laughs> You're a loser. <laughs> no, I, I think he I don't hang with good. losers. Um, you have to bring them along. All right, uh, let's go in the mail sack then. Okay. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack, come on, get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was great. Um, so Ricky also in his email was talking about um, the the DC Rebirth. And he said that he's not a DC or a Marvel guy. He just likes good comics and way more than two companies to choose from. Uh, his personal fave is, uh, oh, for publishers, Zenoscope and Boom, two publishers I don't know anything about. Um, so basically, the rebirth is uh, of DC is about um, sort of fixing things that were screwed up in the New 52, which is a series that was uh, done a couple of years ago, I think. Um, but a lot of uh, changes, and I got everything wrong, basically, is what he's saying. Um, and he says, uh, I'm digging, uh, he's read most of them, I'm digging them so far. Wonder Woman, Superwoman, and Birds of Prey are some great books to check out, especially Superwoman, if uh, it's something you might like. It's a perfect example of what Rebirth is supposed to be. All right, I'll definitely check out that. Well, there was there, there was never, there was Supergirl, there was never a Superwoman, was there, when we were kids? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's because, a new thing. Right, because okay. it's, it's sexist not to have Superwoman. Super gal. Super, super chick. <laughs> super broad. Um, that, that is my father's sense of humor. Um, oh good. Yeah, super broad. 
Ah, you see what I did there? Ah, yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, you're again. You're on more levels than me as usual. Um, you're saying I'm tall. You're, you're deeper than I am. Oh, yeah. Uh, Corey, like a cronut, writes in. It says, uh, "Hey, hello, Murph. He's a human cronut. He is a human cronut." I watched a movie with time travel the other day, and it made me think. Time travel seems to carry so much responsibility. If you could go back in time and affect something that wasn't important, what would it be? Personally, I would go back in time and tell Val Kilmer to pass on the Batman Forever movie. <laughs> Thanks for the free funny. Okay, you know oh, what? That is outstanding. A, that is hugely consequential, though. That is... Uh, well, uh, before you got to the lovely joke there at the end, I was thinking... It, it, did, did you watch the Great um, question, by the way, Corey? Did you uh, watch the uh, well? Anyway, the, the, that's the age-old thing about time travel. Is like even like the smallest whatever, like not killing a mosquito or whatever. Butterfly effect. It, it butter, exactly the butterfly effect. That's right. Can uh, with the smallest little thing that that essentially there isn't anything inconsequential. I guess that's I, not funny, but I think, I think that it's I would thought. go. Uh, let's see what could. Uh, well, first of all, just to buy time, Will Wilkins has been tweeting in and got many of those uh, late, funny lady quiz answers right. He got your show of shows, he got Cloris Leachman, he got Gilda Radner. I don't know if he got Crazy Allen, and he said no idea on the cat thing. But anyway, uh, to change something in past. Well, Speaking I- of cats, Jeffrey Katzenberg sealed a $391 million payday when Comcast bought out DreamWorks. Why? Why do we care about that? Because it's a cats. You just said cats. And but why do? That's why we're just saying things with cats now. Well, I, I was trying to make a joke. Because just as you said that, I came, came up. On I your was tweets. looking for a, another tweet that had to do with the show, and that one was there. I, I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, I don't mind you interrupting me. You know why I bristle <laughs> at that? Why? Because I think uh, U.S. media spends so much time talking about famous actors and actresses and how much they make and who's going to be making this movie and really I'm seeing it as a distraction from more substantive conversational topics. I know I'm swimming upstream on this because many people like this kind of entertainment well, he, he's news. He's not an actor though, he's the CEO you know, of... Entertainment news, you oh. know, this type of thing. Like you know, that fact, what am I supposed to do with it? How do it help make the world better for me to know that? I agree with you. It does not. But 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 that's kind of the nature of Twitter, you know. Oh, is, is it? I think so. Oh. I mean, all, all, of, all of social media is pretty shallow, wouldn't you say? I lo- no, I got a nice uh, Kevin Pratt send me a tweet and Joseph Douglas Watson and Peter W.G. and Tyson and Jane is not going to let me hold her baby. <laughs> wise, wise decision, Jane. Yeah, Jane. We have very smart listeners. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It feels deep. Well, at least not not, not not while you're sleeping, anyway. Well, all I know is uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Katzenberg. He's never really taken an interest in me. <laughs> so, um, well, so whatever he's doing, I well, guess it keeps him I, I think busy. I would say that is that his fault, though. I mean, really, what have you, what have I you done? What have you done? You know, what, what have you done to? <laughs> Giselle, I found out who Senior Smoke is. <gasps> what? You doxed him? What? Jeffrey Katzenberg. Oh, my goodness. The two sides of Senior Smoke. Yeah, yeah. I like him when he's Senior Smoke. It's, oh, it never even occurred to me that Senior Smoke might be some kind of enigmatic 
whatever. I mean, the the, the idea because he's senior smoke you mean to me, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Right, right, exactly. Like, Anyhow, have a real name. That he, yeah. yeah, exactly. It never even occurred to me that he's anybody other than senior smoke. Senior of smoke. I, Enjoy I the, your big payday. We're very happy for you. <laughs> I saw. I can't like remember why money. if it was a picture he showed me or if I was looking on his Twitter feed, but I saw a picture of his uh, feet in socks. Uh, I think his feet or his ankles. Senior smokes. Senior that smokes. wasn't his feet. Uh oh. <laughs> so I feel like I know him a little because I've seen <laughs> <Intimately>? his feet. <laughs> you like feet, don't you? They're good for. They reach all the way to the ground, and they're good for walking. I I don't know what it is, but I I love feet, and I'm just going to say it out loud. I don't right. know why, but there's something very I notice feet. I do notice you have a what they call a? I might I might have a fetish. Yeah, I mean oh. maybe you, I doesn't you and Tarantino? it doesn't. Huh? You and Quentin Tarantino? Does Tarantino have? Uh, famously, yeah. Uh. Um. Mm. So anyhow, what which what would you do? I I oh. figured out what I would do. I would have put another quarter in that meter last week. <laughs> Very practical. Good for you. And you know what? It's not even the money. I, yes, there's the money, but then it's just like the shame. Of like, yeah. Why is it so stupid? Well, oh, oh, exactly. It's not that you didn't put money in. It's that you didn't put enough, enough in. in. You were yeah. cheap. You, you, yeah, yeah. you, you were cheap yeah. about a. Yeah. Qu- yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that, this audition that is, only take twenty minutes. Yep. Never does. Nope. Never does. That's why I max out the meters. And here's, by the way, here's how I, here's how I justify it. I max out the meters. Knowing that when I drive away, I've given a little time to somebody who pulls in after me, so I don't consider it that I've lost that money. I consider that it was insurance to not getting an expensive ticket, and I've paid something forward, all in one fell swoop. Mm. So I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, I'm trying to think what I would do. Uh, I just don't. Oh, that's what that look was. I thought you were, your look, your, look, your look was that. Yeah, you were giving me the do. I was like, what is it? What? I can't, I can't reach her right now. I'm not, I'm going to try to keep trying to be funny. It's not happening. It's not happening, but it's because you were trying to think of your thing the whole time. something to change. That's meaningless. I, I keep veering from, you know, um, things like assassinating candidates that I don't like or, or you, I don't know what. See now, the, the, I would. But that's I, too big. I yeah, want somebody to, to write consequential. Write yeah. the screenplay where you do that. You go back and like assassinate some candidate, and then it, and it has this drastic effect on people you love or someone you love. Oh. There's your there's your movie. Um, uh, you know what? I would not have bought this purple dress that I bought. The one you're wearing right now. <laughs> no. I think it's lovely. What is it? It's like a ball gown. It's so that's, sweet. That's the ball bedazzled. It's wonderful. <laughs> what? What? But was... that's stupid. That I don't want it to be about me. It can be. There's no shame in that. I feel shame. <laughs> I, do you wish Just that you like had in, in general? Do you, do you, would you go back in time and not have said that thing about the purple dress? Yes. There we go. <laughs> Done. Nailed it. You'd be a great therapist. Oh. Buddy. <laughs> um, Julian writes in and said, "Hi guys, been a while since I wrote in and wanted your honest opinion on the rumor that Zendaya that the Zendaya uh, might be Mary Jane in." Uh, the new Spider-Man movie. I talked to a buddy of mine and we talked about the difference between whitewashing and changing races in movies. Uh, what do you guys think about that term when it occurs, such as, for example, when it, uh, the ancient one, uh, an Asian male in Doctor Strange is played by Tilda Swinton. Uh, Emma Stone in Aloha playing someone who's half uh, Chinese. Uh, the entire cast of Gods of Egypt, Joseph Fiennes being cast as uh, Michael Jackson and so on. 
I, you know, I have an opinion about that. Of course. Do you want me to finish this? The, the I letter? suppose I'm going to say the same thing. Okay. All right. Uh, movies where the characters are ethnically uh, a different race that, um, and then uh, played by uh, a white actor. Then you have examples of the opposite, such as Michael B. Jordan playing the Human Torch, Zendaya is Mary Jane, uh, Hermione being played by a black actress in the Harry Potter play, and so on. Uh, I wouldn't have, while I wouldn't have minded if Donald Glover had played Peter Parker's uh, in Spider-Man, I would have minded if Tom Holland, the kid who was cast as Peter Parker, played Miles Morales, um, a half Hispanic, half uh, black male. Is it wrong to want fictional characters or even real-life portrayals to appear like I've always known them? Uh, is it a numbers thing since most of the fictional characters uh, start off as white? Um, some should change to um, change races to reflect. Uh, diversity. If anything, maybe change them in the source material as new characters like the new female Thor, uh, Amadeus Cho as the new Hulk, or X-23, a female clone, um, as the new Wolverine. Would love to hear your honest opinion and please go easy on me. By the way, uh, in case it matters, I'm a Hispanic male. John. Well, I think it's okay as long as, as long as Hispanics don't get white roles. I think it's okay. Um, well, I think he's saying two different things there. The, the the first thing about something like Emma Stone playing, a, you know, something about a white, you know, that's almost like whatever, the equivalent of blackface or whatever, that's potentially what I don't agree with it, but I can see that that's a, that that's a valid, you know, point that someone might have that that might be wrong. If you're talking about reimagining a, a cartoon character, that... I mean, that happens all the time. The, 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 the creators, all, all cartoons are reimagined constantly. I mean, when Frank Miller, you know, came along and reimagined all those characters, you know, that, that's, that's kind of part of the deal, right? With cartoon characters is to reimagine them. So I don't, I don't know that that, I think that's a separate issue, but my, my, uh, my opinion about whenever I see that, whenever I see like, um, and whatever, Emma Stone, I hope Emma Stone makes a billion dollars and has all the work in the world. But I, it makes me go, well, why? Really? There's not enough, you know, Asian actors in the, <laughs> there wasn't enough to choose from that you couldn't actually hire somebody who fits the description of what you're trying to portray in the movie. I mean, it seems unnecessary to, you know, put, throw another white guy or white girl or whatever in mm. there. It's, uh, you might, it's well, so refreshing to get a white male's perspective on race <laughs> and diversity. Well, it, and, and, and the other, the other direction too. It's sort of like, you know, uh, or, you know, or if somebody's in a, I don't know, whatever, whatever. That's somebody else say, <laughs> let, let, let the, the white man has finished speaking. You may talk now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have much to add to this because I, uh, I don't really keep up with the comics. That's the one area where I fail the podcast. Well, but it's just about diversity in general. But Marty diversity more than covers it, so. I think all I know, see, here's the other thing because you know I'm 50 years old. <gasps> it's true. You do not look a day over 49. Thank you. You're welcome. You're so kind to say it. Thank you. More like 30 days over. You don't look. <laughs> You do not you look, look a year over 49. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my taste in entertainment have changed over the years. But I, I think so many, um, decisions about content and, and entertainment content are made for mercenary reasons, not artistic integrity. 
and I just vote with my dollars. Uh, I don't go see things that I think will annoy me or disappoint me. There you go. Um, Good on you. But, but that's kind of maybe drastic if you're a big comic book fan and you want to go see the new movie, but there's part of it you're unhappy with. That's a dilemma. You really want to see it, but also why couldn't they cast a Chinese guy, please? you got to vote with your dollar. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, it why, does seem like, like in what, the, this culture that's... Uh, I, I think boycotting is a big deal. I think where you, where you put your money, because your money is not I just your money, it's your energy. It's like your yeah, your it's attention. Your it's your, yeah. know, there was a Freakonomics um. uh, uh, podcast episode, Do Boycotts Work? It might have been Freakonomics or Radio Lab. I can't remember. Freakonomics. It was Freakonomics. And they say, uh, not really. They mm. don't, boycotts don't really work. They get a little bit of publicity and sometimes they can get a, a company to change their ways uh, publicity wise. But that, isn't that but working? Economically, they don't. Yeah, oh. but that's rare. It's if you get media attention. Anyway, it's an interesting Freakonomics, but for my, the, for me, the reason I boycott is a yes, vote with my dollar, but my little dollar don't really have much power. But it's all but you have. It's more to to respect the integrity of my own mm-hmm. brain and mind and That's life. Right. That's and, right. And I say, just because they put out this movie, don't mean I have to go see it. Exactly. Gonna make me happy. I'm not gonna go see it. I could not Even though everybody's talking about it, I don't want to. Good for you. Well, uh, integrity—that's an important word. Like you're, you're, you're in charge of the of the construction of your integrity. Yeah, and you're in charge of. You get to say what you want, even if the whole culture is saying, "Ah, we love this." You don't have to love it. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, as much as I want to, I've heard great things about Kubo and the Two Strings. I, I can't get excited to see a movie. Where the th- about a, that takes place in Japan, where the three main characters are white, like you know, are voiced yeah. by white people, and I just I, it it angers me, you know, and I I'm mm. I'm going to, and I don't think of it as a boycott. I'm just gonna it, it would just make piss me off too much, especially if I liked it. You know? What if, oh, you what if what? they were half Japanese? They're not though. But what if they were? They're not. How would you feel? Let's say there was a movie. You we're, and your now we're talking hypothetically. So let's say there was a movie and the and the and the lead actor what was, if they was half Japanese, half Japanese, half John Pirocello. That's right, uh, with no shoes on. That's right, one well, shoe. Then one. Well, yeah, one shoe and one like um, you know Japanese sandal. Yeah. You know? uh, what? That, that's, then what? That's, then he then would what just would stay till intermission. Yeah, I would just watch. I would watch. Close one eye. You'd watch half of it. Close yeah. one eye. <laughs> that's a good one, Marty. <laughs> Hey, uh, Marty, you had, or did you have something? Because you had uh, brought up a topic uh, yesterday that uh, I thought was interesting. Well, I want to finish it, uh, talking about Julian's Yeah, email. okay, yeah, go, go uh, for it. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's great that there there's an attempt to bring diversity into these, in, into media um, by changing the race of Human Torch or, or Hermione um, and or changing the race of the new Hulk or the gender of Thor but it would be nice if these characters originated as characters of color or characters of you know of diversity and the fact is they're not and it, it, it part of it feels like uh they're just throwing a bone in response to criticism by like oh well let's make uh, green lantern black and then see we have diversity well come up with a black character who's black in the first place um, so, you know, I'm excited about Black Panther. I'm excited about Luke Cage. That, that, those are good characters that to, to start with. It's happening slowly. Who? 
or Hawk Hawkman or the Hawk. I'm not a comic book guy. Yeah. Was Hawk. there not a, a African American character who was at a Hawk? Uh, Falcon. Falcon. Was black. he was he black? Yeah. Falcon. Black, okay. Yeah. Come on, I was close. Yeah. It's a bird of prey. I think the world is getting more and more blended, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, so there, it's going to happen slowly. There probably will be bloodshed. Yeah. You want to hear my theory about that? But, it's but I think it's it is it is about dollars and and unfortunately as when it relates to media. So yeah. Um, I I say that people should support characters of diversity and they should be vocal about it. And you know, hopefully, someone's listening. Hey, thanks, Marty. So my theory is that when I when you see that sort of um, uh. What's the word? Stereotypical alien creature with the big head and those eyes and the pasty skin, right? Yeah. Th- that. So my theory is that that's human beings from the future. That eventually we've become one thing, oh. and we look like that, and our heads are huge, and we have. So, somebody do a computer simulation uh, of what we're gonna look like when we all blended, and it's beigey. With slightly Asian eyes and wider noses, I don't, it kind of looked like the lead singer from um, what's that group? Uh, she drive me crazy, uh, like no uh, one else. Fine young cannibal. Yeah, fine young cannibal. We're gonna uh, look like no, that guy. Oh my god! Isn't he like that? <laughs> yeah. What was his name? Drive me crazy. Gordon. Uh, no, uh, it was his name. Um, well, for me, like no one else. Uh, Oh, it drives me crazy. And I, I can't tell myself. Roland Gift. Yeah. Roland Gift. What yeah. do he look like? Uh, he looks pretty like, biracial. Like, like, like all of, like all races blended into one. Yeah. yeah. He's our leader. Yeah. <laughs> we, Let's follow him. We, uh, all hail Roland Gale. All hail Roland Gale. It even rolls off the tongue, too, doesn't it? If, all if in the future is we Gale. gonna have to wear jumpsuits. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope not. De-evolution, like Devo. They never had a follow-up album after that, that huge Was hit. there a one hits? Oh, uh, there was a bunch of hits off that album. I think it's because, uh, because, um, uh, Nirvana, what's his name? Um, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain wrote all their songs, I think, and then once he uh-huh. was gone, he... Is that true? No, that's what they were saying. Because Bob Dylan wrote, uh, nothing compares. No, no, Prince wrote Prince that. did. Very close, though. Good guess. <laughs> I get those two mixed They up. look very similar. They're and both they have... from the Midwest. They're no, both from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Do you? Uh, Michael Binhock It's been says, seven hours since you went away. What you doing that thing for Dada? <laughs> you ever notice that when you go, you, I don't know I the words, but I... now I know the words. <laughs> you kick in. <laughs> you kick in. <laughs> Sing it it's all out. Like, like yeah, exactly. And you're in church. I've been trying to learn, um, um, you came, I slept, you read, I wept, never knowing why. It was my turn, now it's your turn. Baby, there is the sky. What is that? I don't know. I, it's Wrecking Ball, but I don't know uh, the words. All right. Don't you ever say, I don't know the words. I'm trying to learn this. Oh, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. We're going to get sued if you keep... It's about to come. Everybody's ready. Now here come the big part. I give it like a wrecking ball. 
Will Wilkins, who needs Dan Etheridge when we have these two sets of lungs going full blast? Michael, I backed off the mic, by the way. You're welcome. Uh, Michael Binhock says, Good morning, Murps. So I was listening to the first segment of the Giselle podcast about the similarities of German city names. You know what? Send this email into the Giselle podcast. This is the, the <laughs> Nooner podcast. Slowly, you, Giselle is slowly oh, taking over the potosphere. Uh, the funny thing is there are also cities with the same name, uh, which brings a lot of confusion. For example, uh, Gundelfingen, the company I work for, is, is, yeah. work, is located in Gundelfingen under Donau, which is in Bavaria. <laughs> But that there's also <laughs> Gundelfingen Breisgau, and that is in the Black Forest. Of Don't course. Know it. Yeah, yeah, duh. <laughs> a former co-worker mixed those two, uh, two up and almost drove 200 miles in the wrong direction. Oh, <laughs> oh it was Gundelfingen Breisgau. Oh, <laughs> because uh, the, uh, our guest, Jackie Van Stratton, he tell a funny story about he went to the wrong city 170 kilometers away, all because of a misplaced umlaut. My favorite part I, of that story was when they, when they showed him the map. Found it. And the, F of it. He showed him the map and they, and they talked about how common it was that people made that, that mistake and like, and, and that there was a worn, the map was worn in the line between the two cities. Of that, them showing, of them showing, wayward tourists. Where, where the wayward tourists <laughs> that actually worn through the map going, see how far they're, this one's here and this one's here. <laughs> Uh, it's my last week of vacation, and next month I will move in with a friend. But I was thinking about painting the bedroom. I don't know what color. Uh, I don't want it to be white because that's so generic. But it shouldn't be too fancy either. Any suggestions? I, I have a, I actually Thanks. have a question about that. Thanks for the free funny. Michael, still in Michigan, and he is, in fact, in um, Grand Haven, which is the first oh. Coast Guard city. Oh. Okay, so when I, when I, uh, 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 is at a dark place in my life, uh, I just completely, um, you know, and my children were all of a sudden not around all the time. I just went bananas and painted my entire place. And I was told at that time, oh, if you put green on the walls, it, it makes you happier because that's. Who told you that? Well, I think I read it or something. I mean, you know, come on. I was, I was crazy at the time. But, um, you know, that that's why insane asylums all have green walls and the hospitals or whatever they wear green, you know, that somehow green. Now, and I just kind of took that as fact ever since then. So the, the, the color that I painted, you know, the living room was called, uh, Vermont Mist. And you were immediately attracted immediately to that. Immediately attracted, of course, of course, that's why I was attracted to it. But it was, you know, it was kind of like a cream with a, just a, just a hint of green in it. Like if you looked at it, you might say it's white unless you put it next to white and then you would see there was just a hint of green then in like it. like my yogurt after I leave it too long. Then you leave it too long and then you mix it up just together. Just a hint of green. Just a hint of green. Yeah, still good. Uh, you know, my bedroom too is uh, a green and yellow, uh, which we do a sponge mixture. Uh, mm. So it's not one color. It's a splotchy two mm. color, like a green and a warm yellow. I prefer in the bedroom uh, warm colors because I find that calming. So, But uh, not red. Yeah, not a bright red, not a ice blue. That's too cold. Not lavender, too cold. So what's a warming color? So like the, I have a yellow and a warm lime green sort of. 
Okay, so so like you. this is my question. I mean, my question oh, is, is, is it, a nice color. well, like I did the kids' room in blue, in light blue, so that it, we could do clouds and it would be like the sky. Yeah, that's nice, beautiful. But, but uh, uh, I, I now there's some all of a sudden, maybe even this year, that was called into question, and my my I would ask I the audience, well, I, that that maybe that's 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 the whole insane asylum thing or the whatever that that's a is oh, is that true? Is the green thing true? That's what well, I'm asking. Oh. You know, uh, according to the Huffington Post, yeah. which is uh, used to be bastion of you, of truth. Yes, and used to be uh, run by Ariana Huffington up until mm-hmm. last week, and you know she wrote a whole book about sleep, so she knows about sleep. She does, uh, apparently, because um, she wrote a book about it. Yeah, you can't write a book and not know about something. And uh, yeah. <laughs> No, that would be impossible. Right? Be impossible how could, to how do. could you write? You couldn't write it. You have to know. But you can't the, even say things that you don't know. They say that blue is uh, invokes a feeling of calm and may help uh, uh, you sleep at night. But oh, blue, huh? But shades of green, yellow, and orange, as well as gray, coral, and beige, can also improve sweet sleep quality. Interior designers and painters say because who knows more about sleep? Yeah, than interior than designers. people that are selling you paint, right? Then the paint salesman. It's like, right, how much? Hey, how much green do we? We have a daily use of too much green. Okay, you know, write with, the article with the fiance. We did a bunch of painting, and I have to say that a, a, a little gray um, goes a long way. Yeah, I think gray is nice, and maybe something like a gray lavender mix, something that's not pure lavender, but like kind of gray lavender is but a this very is, common this is color. Subjective. I mean, this very is, subjective. and I and I agree with you, but but my question is, is there some science behind like a particular color being being having a particular effect on people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, these these companies do they do tons of research on this. I mean, stuff. it's scientific that you know the the sampling of your life. Obviously, you would agree that your what you chose in your room works, right? Yeah. It's yeah, but, but I think, um, Michael, you should just look at the color chart and listen to your own heart. No, like close you should your, listen to me. <laughs> Lavender gray. That's it. It's done. Oh, stand in front of stand stare. in front of the color chart. Close your eyes, relax for a minute, and then open your eyes really quickly. And then whatever the first color that your eyes go to, that's what you paint it. Yeah. Um, Will that work? But the good thing about paint yeah. is you can paint over it. That's there you go. So if you That's very <laughs> deep what you're saying right now. <laughs> it Will, is. Will are you oh. paint over it? Yeah. So, so if you get so one he don't like the, it. The last email is from Will Wilkins, who's the chief technology officer for the Smodco Corporation. Uh and what? he says what? He's a Does ch- he have a title? Yeah. CTO. I did not know that. Uh I hello Mertz. Hello. Hello. You're a merp who handles the mic, which causes noise. Um, oh, is that true? Don't I know it? Am I doing it now? No, no, no. Okay. Um, Noisemaker. That's your title. Noisemaker. Thank you. Uh, he says... I'm going to rock your world. <laughs> it's like you was giving me a beat. Oh, that would be... That would be a good alarm, good car alarm. Are they, hey, the car alarms, did they stop existing? No, they still exist. But car security just in general is better. I haven't heard a car alarm in, yeah, in a while. Because you know, the keys have these those security chips in them, uh, and it's like uh, a lot harder to, to do it. I actually, possible. I actually went out in front of my place one time with a crowbar and started opening up a 
person's hood. And my neighbor came over and was like, John, take a breath. Take a breath. Because it had been going on for like two hours at like three in the morning. <laughs> San Francisco? I, no, this is this is in Santa Monica. Oh, Are you trying to direct the police toward me right yeah, now? Yeah. yeah. They, they, uh, and I was, I was, Going to remove the battery. I was going to cut the cables from this guy's. I was so mm. angry. It had been going on and on and on. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to your point. Um, Chris Brown says, in the words of my Uncle Ted, I don't care what color. It's dark when I sleep. <laughs> ah, he makes a good Spot point. on Uncle Ted. Um, <laughs> in your sleep, in your sleep, it's every color of the rainbow and your babies get dropped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Will writes in, uh, hello, Murps. I was wondering if anyone has actually physically seen Dan Etheridge lately. I'm sp- starting to get paranoid that Dan may have been suppressed by Marty so that he would be in charge of the podcast. Anyone? I've never seen him ever. And don't go into that closet. <laughs> it's <laughs> locked for a no, reason. The your humidor. new house do have a crawl space, don't it? Mm-hmm. It's on a hillside, so it have crawl space. And there is a low sort of thumping that you hear every that once in a while. That is just the Scra- pipes. Scratching it's, it's the house settling. The yeah. telltale mm. heart. Uh, and then, right. actually, you know, Dan is uh, in Danada, in Vancouver, Danada, and yeah. he's directing the first episode of season three of Isambi. Nice. Yeah, so Whatever we're very that is. excited for him. The CW is excited to have him uh, as a producer and director. So uh, that's fantastic. And he will be coming home for a quick visit uh, and in Labor Day, I think. So but I'm, he won't be. He won't be here. He won't I'm be. laughing because Julie sent a very funny tweet in. What did she say? She said, first of all, you are getting decorating ideas from an insane asylum. <laughs> 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 There's your first problem, Michael. There you go. There's your problem right there. Yeah. Hey, listen, you you go with what you know, hey, right? You know what? You, you know. could play Michael Binhock in the Michael Binhock story, and then you would have completed all the names for roles that you've done. You've never done a mic. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm in. All right, cool. Um, I'll talk to your agent. Uh, please do. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Will says, also, has anyone ever had any experience with lateral epicondylitis? Oh boy! What is it again? Lateral epicondylitis. Epi. Epicondylitis. Epi. Tennis, tennis elbow. Oh, tennis oh. elbow. Yeah. And you know that's tendonitis in that that weird mm. tendon, right? Uh, yes. I have had it. I, so you put I've the little thing on your arm. Yeah, I put a little compression strap around the my forearm just mm. below the elbow, and it helped a lot. How'd you get it? Uh, I just went to CVS and I got mean, a little I mean, compression you- strap. <laughs> Very nice. I'll set you up all day long. And I love you. And, and, and by the way, John's first response was, "No, I, mean- I stopped. No, it took me a second. I went, "Oh, she got me." Oh, and you know what that is? You know what that moment is? That moment between me correcting you and then realizing that's the length of my condescension. That's the length of my. That's 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 the breadth and width of my. You have a very prodigious condescension. I, you know, I'm working on it. I would hope Ooh. that someday I would actually go, like, I'm, I'm hoping to get to the point of, and, and knowing by the time I just. I have condescension en- envy. <laughs> well, there's a little strap you can put on for that. Uh, yeah, you know, I had tennis elbow and I couldn't figure out. And actually, I found out I, how bad it was when I was playing tennis and I was hitting a backhand and I was like, fuck, and I had to stop. You're like, um, oh, that's why they call And you know it. what it was? Oh. It was because McQueen, the dog, pulls so hard that I was... No way. Yeah, yes. and I got... 
It's true. And yeah. I've walked McQueen. Yeah. And she's a puller. She's a puller. It's, that's a tough one to deal with because you, I love her. I love her. But I was really getting angry when walking her because it hurts. It yeah. physically hurts a little bit to walk her. Yeah. She's a, she's a muscle. I, I, I have a four-legged muscle. I have a, I have a, uh, the, the million dollar idea here. It's going to be a dog leash that has like a hip strap they have that them. you, that you put around your oh. hip so that it, it can exists. only go a certain distance and then it's pulling against your hip before it pulls on your it elbow. Exists. It exists. Do you yeah. have that? There's no, no fucking, there's, there's no There's also ideas. one other possible solution which is training. No? More yeah, pussy. Put the dog down, I guess, is no, another she's thing. So sweet. Oh, no, okay, all right. Well, I, we're spitballing here. I thought there's no bad ideas. <laughs> you're right. That's right. Yeah. Come on, everybody. I should not shame okay. you. Yeah. I should okay. not idea yeah. shame you. Or cut off her legs and put her on wheels. Hello. We write that on it the It would solve board. the problem. It may, you know. Um, but, uh, no, you know what I found is that it just takes a lot of time to heal. It's your, your tendon is inflamed and. You have to stop whatever you're doing that's causing that and stretch it out. Because I have tendonitis in my foot, and I found like stretching really helps. It's still a year into it. It still hurts. How did you get that? Walking in heels? Uh, no, running without stretching. Oh. Yeah. And so now when I run, I stretch a lot beforehand. I, I, yeah. I, ha- I have an elbow it, This is issue. the middle-aged podcast I know. now. I, I got know. tennis elbow and I don't stretch. I, uh, I think it came from sleeping on my arm wrong. <laughs> Because I now in the, in my sleep find myself putting my arm straight out and like sticking a pillow there so that I don't like uh, pull it up next to me. I think when my mother uh, before she passed away, um, she she uh, and as I was pre- uh, learn how she sleep, you know, mm. because I was helping her, and she have reached a stage in life where she all prop up with pillows, not mm. sitting up. But she have like a pillow under her arm and a pillow over her neck and mm. a pillow under her knee and this pillow, that pillow. Like she's all uh, like packing peanuts. You should just put her like like her in, in the sleeper suit, like the Woody Allen uh, yeah. sleep, the puffy suit that puffy he wore. Suit, and so, yeah, yeah, just put her in that. So hopefully. I think you're heading to that now. I'm heading you're to the need more and more pillows to prop <laughs> yourself in the exact right position just for you to like sleep. Lying, lying in my bed with just a completely you know inflated. what I have with all of this too is yoga. Oh, we're gonna do it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, our last email is from. Oh, by the way, Will, are you? Do you live in LA now? Let us know because we should have you over sometime. Because your address on your email said that you're in LA. I don't know if that's true or not. I thought you were up in Northern California. Um, Bruce says uh, he's from South Korea. Says uh, thank you, Buddy and Marty, for the best conversation on racial dynamics I've ever heard. I absolutely agree with both of you equally. It was very thought-provoking. And uh, he included a story last week. But, John, would you mind reading that story? The whole thing? Can we share it? Yeah, you guys guys share it. Okay, here we go. You start. So I'll start? And you want to, what do you want to do? Like, like tap me or just start, just start reading when it's your turn? Yeah, and there's some dialogue in there. So, and and this is a wonderful, very, very, uh, uh, nooner, nooner, uh, themed short story. Kenny didn't love L.A. the way he thought he would. When he took the job, he was so excited his parents knew any precautions would be lost in exhale. But now, after eight months of living alone in his apartment, eating alone in restaurants, sleeping alone adrift, he began to feel, he, he began to feel gains of regret. Grains. Uh, thank you. Grains of regret 
I should have glasses on, that's what I should do, I should put this closer to me, of regret for leaving his home country. He would video chat his family every week, and each week his face grew dour, as if gravity increased with each call. He missed things he normally wouldn't, like Scandinavian wind chill and cold fish soup. Everything in California was the polar opposite of what he knew. Sun, balmy weather, people afraid to make themselves vulnerable. In his hometown, darkness lasted for months, and in, and in people, even longer. Women in Helsinki were prim and conservative, but back home he was happy, or maybe just unaware of unhappiness. Just wait for that opening. You'll meet people, his father encouraged. You love being outdoors, Kenny. You love to meet people and see movies. You'll find others like you. His mother, whom he missed more than anyone, said, You'll meet a nice pretty girl. You will. All you need is an opening. Uh, oh, Marty's not going to read? Okay. No. Uh, I wish I had I wish one. I had one. Claim your tribe, he thought. It was an expression regarding the North American native people his father, a professor of anthropology at Helsinki University of Technology, once told him. Hut. No, no, no other place in Los Angeles reminded him of it more. As, as systems of, uh, as a systems analyst for a computer game design company, he didn't get that opportunity often. The other engineers went home promptly to their apartments, their own apartments or families, and were not interested in discourse or socializing. They might have seen Von Trier, Larson, or Bergman films, but as soon as Kenny Waded into the deep impressions these directors had on him, the conversation would abruptly stop and retreat to more shallow topics like sports, which he didn't understand, or television shows he couldn't stand. He began to dread composing the letter telling his parents he was returning to Finland, that he wasn't making friends in the new country. His mother would feel a mixture of relief and profound disappointment, heartbreaking in slow motion. He kept trying. He went to a new Mediterranean restaurant recommended by his favorite morning podcast. He listened to conversations around him and concentrated on the one at the next table. Three men and two women were being led in some kind of debate by a nice-looking young Asian man with an even haircut and perfect English pronunciation. <laughs> well, very well spoken. Very well spoken. <laughs> the topic was climate change legislation or recycling or something. Kenny could not catch it all because the tall, bearded man who looked like an advertisement for an RPG game cover kept interrupting with gushes of annoyance and wide eye rolls, personification of ennui. The serene woman next to him reminded, uh, of, reminded him of Kenny's favorite actress, Audrey Hepburn, so graceful and generous with understanding eyes. <laughs> She spoke with a slight Germanic accent and would giggle and throw in an occasional Americanism Kenny was unfamiliar with. So was she. <laughs> uh, and uh, but? but could get intrinsically. Her laugh made him feel almost spiritual. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, the third man kept talking over the first in a mock Chinese woman's voice, interspersed with Pittsburgh mannerisms that made Kenny want to visit Pittsburgh before he died. Sometimes he combined the two, uh, which would Kenny found so funny, he shook. But he was afraid to laugh out loud as it would betray his eavesdropping and worse, make them stop. 
Then the second woman, the most beautiful woman Kenny had ever seen, with skin like Cuban coconut cream, and he guessed cool to the touch, but also warm on his lips. Oof. The same shade of an important envelope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Beautiful. She kept the table piece by repeating, Can he finish? Can he finish? Can he? You finish. Whereas Helsinki girls were emotionally reserved, she was vibrant and alive and purposeful, yet kind, protesting with the thoughtful urgency of a burst dam. <laughs> when she finally crossed the line of exasperation, Kenny knew. When she once again declared his first name, his gender, and his nationality with deliberate punctuation, he knew. Can, Can he, he finish? finish? He didn't care that they might think him rude, a gross transgression in his home country. He didn't care that this beautiful angel might look at him with disdain and scoff. I wasn't talking to you. He didn't even care that he might offend the others who reminded him of his family dinners or that their conversation might stop in its tracks. He looked out. He took out his Helsinki-issued driver's license in case they didn't believe him. That's great. Boy, that's just stunning. It, that is a shaggy dog story, um, you know, with the a very, very funny. The Kenny finish. Kenny finish. Kenny yeah. finish. The, the who, Kenny who wrote that? That's, that's Bruce, who's uh, he's the Beautiful. stay-at-home dad in South Korea. Oh, Bruce. Yeah. Great um, one. Good one, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, 750 plus words, which is a few more than we normally accept, but uh, that was worth yeah. worth every word. Um, do you have a call to action for a hundred words? Uh, you know what? Um, yes, I do. Uh, if people would like to write on one hundred to one hundred and twenty words, more or less, it's just a guideline. That's all it is. And the prompt this week is twinsies. 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 Like like twins. Well, you know how you say oh we twins. Do. Like twins, twinsies. Oh, twins. Twins. T-W-I-N-S-I-E-S. Twinsies. Twinsies. Okay. Oh, that's got that's it. The, the, Just that diminutive way of saying twins. Twinsies. Twinsies. So little twins. I thought the plural of twins is twinsies. Or is it, or is it the, the, the runt of the two you twins, know, the one that's small? I'm going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 I'm keep it. it to... Keep it. I think it needs to stay. It'll Get off stay. my back. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the prompt. Can he speak? Can he speak? Yeah. Can, can get, he speak? I'd like finish. get off my back. I think that's the, the hundred words. Is that, yeah. That's a good one. Okay, so that's a good one. The prompt. Get off my back. Get off my back. So get no more back. twinsies. We're done with twinsies. Yeah, it was a good good while it lasted. <laughs> we did the best we could. <laughs> I it had a good run. The prompt is get off my back. Um, will what were we talking about yesterday? That. Uh, oh, you had tweeted about the guy who made that movie, but also he raped a lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we'll talk about that next week. Um, you know, it's, it, it, no, no, we have enough time. We don't get to get into that. Let's just... No, uh, I, I think that it's something that... But also he raped a lady. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the, you get a little of this plus side, negative side, everything's Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into that next week. Because uh, I, I think also, that Cassandra would have a great uh, rant to, to go off yeah, about that. I want to hear, I want to hear her rage. Also... Uh, for listeners can look into this. You know the NPR show Marketplace? Yeah. With Kai Rizdahl? Kai Rizdahl, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that guy's yeah, voice. Yeah, he's great. Oh, boy. <laughs> he's got a really nice voice. Does he 
Does he send you? <laughs> yeah, I like to. Listen. Would you like to have a quesadilla with him? Just a quesadilla. That's all. That's he all it is. That's all he said. <laughs> Yesterday, he had a brief segment and interviewed this guy who wrote a book about angry white men. And they're talking about why Trump supporters are mostly angry white men and what is make them so angry. And I love this piece that he do was so interesting, not because we can say, oh, ha, 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 you're so mad, we have pegged you, we stereotype you, or whatever, anything like that. But because it gives insight into why people are angry so we can understand and have human connection. And it makes sense when he describes why they're angry. Mm -hmm. I think, yes, I would be angry too. Yeah. I, I understand. But, um, not that it's right or, no, no. And I, or it, that I, you, but like, it's un just to understand right. another person. And just like, uh, the, the Black Lives Matter protesters, I understand why they're mad. Yes, you know? I do. And, but, you know, I think one of the challenges is, is if you're angry is to understand, like, the nuances of your, of, of your anger. And, yes. And I don't think that, I think many of the outspoken Trump people are not, are not, uh, articulating the nuances and, uh, of the solutions yeah. that, you know, it, it. That may be so. And yeah. also, I don't agree with the, that guy's plan. I don't think it's a plan that will work. Uh, for for m most good, um, that's my personal opinion. But uh, the point being, marketplace from yesterday, August twenty two, was really good episode. Uh, okay, you can so maybe scrub through till you find. After it you listen to every single Smodco podcast, <laughs> then we will give you permission. Yeah, um, but we can talk about that next week because it was really interesting. Okay, uh, do you guys have anything to plug? Um, I, I was on, uh, the Giselle show, Mit Friends. Okay. And I think that you can where, where go. Can we hear the, where can we hear I that? I believe you can go to the Giselle show, Mit Friends slash. No. 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 Shoot. Shoot. How do you, so many times. I don't know how to say. I know. I, I'm, it's podcast. Podcast. Dot. Dot. dot that is Giselle show. Dot com. Dot com. That's right. Okay, all right. That's how you can you say it. You sound Indian when you say it. Dot com. com. Yeah, go <laughs> see it. Podcast.com. Okay, I'm offended. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and it's a good one. You were really funny. Thank we you. We had a good time. Marty, we missed you and you will come we, on the We next said it time. out loud. Okay. Where's Marty? We talk yeah. about we it. We even talked we about it. We miss you. Yeah. So you for here. a whole hour, they said, where's that's Marty? That's all we did. We kept Where looking for you. Do you think he's thinking about us? We Where make is it? Is that Marty? No, no, that's a not a rap Marty. song. You do the bass beat. Where's Marty? Where's Where's Marty? Where's Where's Marty? Where's Marty? Where did you go, Marty? Marty? Where did you go? There's a party, Marty, Marty, but you know we miss you so, Marty, Marty. You come to the party, Marty, Marty, come back. Where did you go? I'm going to be um. Doing a little piece at Story Salon tomorrow night in Studio, uh, no, North Hollywood, I think, tomorrow night, uh, at the Art Parlor, Story Salon, and that's free. And then on the 3rd of September, I'm going to be telling a story um, uh, at something called Tasty Words, and it's at the Moss Theater in Los Angeles. I think if you go to tastywords.com, you can find out about it. And you're it. in good company. There's a lot yeah. of really, uh, like yourself, a lot of really. Stephen Tobolowski, uh, mm -hmm. 
Wendy Hammers, Wendy I think. Hammers no. is Watch the step. It's a doozy. That's a Steven Dobolowski. Kelly Carlin, various people, Anthony somebody. Lots of <laughs> really? <people>. Yeah, he's <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. I've, I've heard good things. And then September 11th, I'm going to be in Malibu uh, doing Tales by the Sea, and I'm going to try something new. Well, because good. my friend Sabine, uh, she was uh, training to become uh, get her license to be a life coach, and so part of that is she have to coach coaches, like mm. be a life there's coach a, coach. There's a licensing board for life yeah, coaches. Yeah, I guess there is. She studied ma'am, real hard. Ma'am, you are coaching very fast. Can I see your license, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she need me. She say, listen, let me coach you so that I can rack up my hours being mm-hmm. a coach. So get what? Guess what? Mm. Now I'm an unlicensed life coach. I love it. I I, we, I think have, I told and you that. probably you been, probably better than than most of the licensed. Have ones, you been coaching us this entire two hours? Yep. Yes. It's all very sublim- subliminal life coaching. It's part of my wow. master plan. <laughs> uh, so on Sunday the 11th, I'm going to uh, do. As, normally, I would just tell a story, but mm. now I'm going to do like audience participation and spontaneous and live, coaching. unrehearsed, yeah, life coaching. Yeah, We're going to actually watch people get helped. I hope so. Oh, I can't wait. But it's, I just, you know, like I say, just I will say, you know, your hair looks parted really nice. That's good. Keep that. I mean, like you say, you can always I'm paint over it. I'm paying you $200 an hour for that? Yeah, well, that's what you got. We work with what you got. Okay. You can always paint over it. <laughs> you can always paint over it. Thank you. I had to um, say that joke twice because I thought it was so good. I will <laughs> actually be in a, uh, there's a short film that Kyle Bornheimer, who is in uh, your favorite movie. Oh, she's, uh, she's out of your league. Yeah, yeah. I love this. He, he's, <laughs> he's, he's so good. Underrated. One of the Aww. friends there, he, he did a short, uh, that we shot and, uh, a few weeks ago. So hopefully that will be up online somewhere soon. Um, and that's all I have to plug. I don't even know what the name of it is. That's terrible. Well, what the, part do you play? Uh, 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 the, the crazy neighbor with tennis elbow? Yeah. Ooh. Ouch, that smarts. I would hit you, but ooh. Ow. Ooh. Uh, oh. And. A garbage man. I play a garbage man. And Kyle um, was asking about the podcast, and he wants to come on board. Uh, uh, not on board, but he wants to come visit. So we'll, we'll have him sometime soon, because he's a very, very funny man, very nice man. Hmm. And, uh, it's a good combination. Yeah. The old one-two punch right there. Yeah. Yeah. And he has, um, I'm sure, some good... <laughs> Hollywood story. Nice and funny. Uh, so, guys, tweet in at us at uh, Nooner Podcast. Email us, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, uh, Tyson and Darren, for maintaining the Tumblr page. That's uh, noonerpodcast.tumblr.com. And uh, I think we even have that as an Instagram. Don't know. Never posted. Never been. Uh, <laughs> but uh, please get us emails to ask us fun questions and tell us interesting stories we uh this was a really fun one uh this today because we had so much audience participation yeah so, thank you yeah we really appreciate it if we, we don't get to every Jane, email uh, i apologize but that's just because there's been Joseph so much so much coming in Jaden, uh, and then uh, came in at she the came end. in late yeah, yeah. Thank, and 100 words is get off my back get off my back and we will see you next tuesday love love Time to hit that button. Time to hit that button.
has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.